What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 39. Uh, you guys don't know it, but we had a little bit of a break. Had last couple of episodes you guys watched were banked for you guys. You're watching and listening pleasure for the time that we took away. But yeah, we're back another Thursday. I'm here with my resident homies, Joel, Joseph, and Casey. My name is Anthony, and today we brought on an old friend, a fucking shredder from Cali, you know, coming up at the same time as Odious. MySpace deals when we were coming <laughs> across each other. Um, we got Michael Keane from The Faceless, guys. What's going on, What's Michael? Guys? Yeah. What's up? What's yeah. Up? Hell yeah, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I go back like so long with all of you guys joseph it, you're you're new newer to me but like like the the other four of you like we have so much history you know totally definitely kind of crazy definitely yeah good oh, yeah. times good times have been had <laughs> yeah. good times have been, oh, yeah. been 15 had, years sure. i want to say 15 years something like that yeah yeah it's been it's not, time yeah. is flying yeah, yeah i shit, know dude. right i was gonna do say you feel like do you feel like the older you get the like time starts moving faster most yeah. definitely uh, you know someone my dad or someone told me one time that he looks at life like a like a big slice of pie so like uh, like when you have three years of the pie it's the same the, the pie is the same size so three slices it's your whole entire life mm -hmm. but like when you slice that pie 35 times it's still the same size like the whole like your pie life or whatever you want to call it still the mm -hmm. same size so like everything just starts to kind of go faster and faster and exponentially go faster it's, it's kind of like have something to do with tunnel. more responsibilities and information that there's in your brain because i mean the perception of time from a child you know how it was when you were a kid dude driving an yeah. hour to antioch felt like a fucking yeah it was an eternity eternity for me yeah, yeah. you know yeah and and literally, I I drove an hour from one place to another this last weekend, and I was like, "That's the shortest like drive I took outside <laughs> of my city or going to work for the, like the longest time." You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like just when when you were like seven years old, the thought of like an hour long car ride was just like unfathomably <laughs> like just like yeah. oh my god, why? Yeah. yeah. Like, we had we had no media or no nothing to shove our faces in. We had just like that's true. That's yeah, true. We, that's another thing. But still, it was, you know, as a kid, I remember I couldn't take, you know, yeah, an hour or two was ridiculous. But now it's like I was going back and forth from Sacramento every weekend. So that's like a total of seven hours on the, you know, back and forth. And just mm -hmm. like it was, yeah. you know, I just you just find your little zone, your little calm zone that you drive in and just like, you know, you I get think you have, it's because you have less shit to think about as a kid. We have so much to think about that our mind races for hours and then oh shit i'm here you know yeah yeah definitely uh, autopilot hardcore you know if you got music or even a podcast or something that makes you your mind go elsewhere you get you get into autopilot it's like you almost took a nap and it's the same version as like taking a nap my my uh five-year-old was like wait we're already here it's like yeah dude you slept the whole time you time traveled here <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt That's like a best. minute to you that's exactly. the best is like like when you have a long ass flight on it you know you're going some weird country it's like a million miles away and like you manage to fall asleep and you wake up and you're in, and and like your bandmates are like we're here and you're like really 
Yeah, <laughs> managed dude. to sleep through the, the whole thing, yeah. like all twelve hours. Like, Damn. yes, <laughs> yeah, <Score>. yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a blessing. The first, <laughs> no, the first time no, I went to Burning Man, I slept the entire eight hour drive there and i just woke up and i was like yes i'm at burning man fresh they were, were all like a, were you in an rv or something no i was just in a vehicle like a regular five five seater car and then what'd you guys oh, do God. tents and shit yeah and the other dudes were like all grumpy they'd driven overnight and i'm just like yeah fuck <laughs> you let's party You're all ready to party <laughs> <laughs> that was my best sleeping ever just sleeping all the way there yeah. deal. actually Dude, I, I have a question about that. So, like, Burning Man, are you breathing dirt the whole time, dude? <laughs> nah. Like, I for mean, real, that's what I think. You'd, it, that's what I would feel like it would be like, you know? It's not. I mean, some years are worse than others. There years I went, I went twice. There was not a lot of dust storms or anything. It wasn't too different from just being out, out in nature. It felt like nice. natural, you know? It wasn't right. too harsh. Um but yeah, I mean, we should talk Burning Man, another podcast, because I can't tell you all about it, but that would take up a while. So. <laughs> I've, I've played some some European festivals where like dudes are just like, just, you know, they're just so drunk. They're not even human beings anymore. And like, they're literally just like laying in the mud you know just like just so fucked and you just walk they're all sunburned and shit and you, you walk yeah. by them and you're just like oh god i don't envy you at all yeah, yeah your tomorrow's gonna suck yeah <laughs> god <laughs> jesus hungover all and sunburns gotta what? be the worst combo dude all of yeah. this so you could miss kisses set <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly yeah. fuck yeah well, cool, dude. This is fucking awesome intro. I love it. Uh, thanks to all the subscribers. It's a little late, but thank you so much for fucking being with us for all this time. Um, glad you guys are having a good time. We're having a good time putting these out. Um, tell a friend, dude. Let's get these numbers growing. You know, every time we fucking get a new subscriber, we're stoked and, and reviews and all that shit are awesome. It helps just more people come across this thing. So let's let's see that happen. And uh the Cali Death blog is back. Nice with the new situation. Little we got uh, a spawn situation. We got an episode excerpt from our episode 37 with Dennis from Spawn of Possession. He talks about recording Scorched, the song. And we also got some scoop on his other band, Begotten, their unreleased album, and what might happen with that, uh, which was in the episodes. So if you watched the episode, you heard it, but. If you don't want to watch the three hours or find it, you can just read the excerpt. That's what it's for. So Scorched. check that shit out. Scorched is the one that's like 290 BPM, right? 310. It's 310? Yeah. I, I, I was going to say 300, but yeah, 310. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going for it. I mean, at that point, like 290, 310. It's, it's <laughs> like you're bordering on a solid note. It's so fast. <laughs> yeah, you know? dude. Like... <laughs> That's like fucking say, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 why I had to ask him, dude. I'm like, did you really do it? And you should read the fucking excerpt. Like, yeah, he telling, went... I'm telling the general audience of the, to see what he says about it. It's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Oh, I'm but, sure. I mean, that recording is like, I mean, no disrespect. I love Spawn of Possession, but you know, that recording is like, you know, not the not the greatest, you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect them to be doing much studio trickery, you know, like Yeah, it's raw I, I as think, fuck. It's super raw. <clears throat> yeah. They seem yeah. like the kind of dudes that just 
you know, want to go in and just like bust it and cause they're sick and just be done with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then some guy in like some weird, like Baltic country is going to like do a really bad mix of it and turn it into unique leader for like a thousand dollars. Was that a unique leader release? I thought that was, uh, was that little tip. Oh, it was little in the U S it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. Scorched is off. Not yeah. 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 I think yeah. that's. I think. Yeah. I thought that was Will Tip, and then the next one. What was it on? That was like relapse, wasn't it, or something? Neurotic. No. Or neurotic. I don't even. I know. don't know. The uh, the one with the one with Christian on it. Yeah. 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 And and, um, stuff. I feel like that might have been Nuclear Blast. Yeah, it was something quote, bigger. I remember me. that. Yeah, it was something, I think it was either nuclear blast or like something like relapse. I mean, for some reason, I have relapse in my head because I remember it stuck it is, out. It is relapse. Yeah, I just okay. don't okay. for real. Just because it didn't seem like they're kind of a band. So, I mean, for their normal, you know, what they've signed. So I was like, damn, relapse got that. All right. Fuck. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. Back on back on track, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, of spawn of possession and just like an interesting thing um oh something i find inter- interesting um wh- what's the main guitarist's name i know they're all named jonas but like <laughs> like bristling. Least, bristling or at least like jonas four bristling. of them are like, yeah what, what what's his name jonas, jonas bristling. bristling they're all okay so his name is jonas okay so yeah. <laughs> all right so anyway uh, uh he has synesthesia I don't know if you guys are familiar with with Synesthesia. It's the name of um, our new album, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it really is. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yep, that's the new Odious. The newest Odious. Okay, so you're very so, dude. So you've with... heard it then. <laughs> you tasted okay, it. Huh? So you're very familiar with Synesthesia then. But like, also Devin Townsend has Synesthesia. Like. Basically, just like all these badass musicians that are like kind of like visionaries in their own right, all seem to have synesthesia. And I'm like mildly jealous of them. Like, yeah, I kind of cool want dude. synesthesia, you know? There's artists, there's artists that will like listen to your album and paint it for you. Yeah, I know. I know that's, that's Cost crazy. way too much money. That's actually the reason why I know that is because that was an idea that I had for this latest odious was to see if we could get somebody to paint the album, but it, mm-hmm. she would have cost way too much. There was a specific artist. I was like, damn, she could do it. And like, I think it was like 20 grand or some shit like that. What if she yeah. just painted like she wasn't a fan and just like painted like a middle finger? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, Fuck you guys, dude. This shit sucks. You should hear some of the, their descriptions of like what, like the sensations they get from music. Like some of them are like so esoteric and out there. You're just like, what? Like, like I forget if it was Devin Townsend or Jonas. I think it was Devin Townsend talking about like certain tonalities, like, like tasted like the texture of wood. Like, what mm-hmm. damn like, I, we didn't even get into that in the podcast i didn't even know actually actually when i hit up you up mike and i was telling you we were doing spawn 
you told me about that and i was like yeah but that's some jonas shit we were talking that's to jonas dennis, shit. So, that's probably know. why dennis was like because dennis wants to bring jonas on for like a part two yeah and uh because i guess they're gonna we'll be in get, the same we'll town dig in on that yeah that's gonna be definite a, a subject for sure yeah but, yeah. but it is cool like people well i mean filmmakers describe things and like david lynch he fucking yeah. always uses colors to describe like feelings you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and he does that vice versa through his painting and his film and stuff and it's it's totally cool to see through a different lens like that yeah i think everyone um experiences that to a certain degree. degree yeah just some people experience it to a much stronger degree if it's but possible think- for one synestite because that's what they're called synestites if it's possible yeah. for one synestite to do it the the wiring is up there how mm-hmm. you know however connect it, can, the connectivity happens is another thing but the wiring's up there so it's like there's a pathway we just haven't really f- normal people don't really find that pathway to like well- like if you smell an old girlfriend or, or an old scent of a girlfriend from like high school, like you can totally, remember a dude. song and like the things you were listening to and shit like that. Yeah, well, like they, a... they say that smell is the strongest scent tied to memory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I definitely like, smell wh- like a car that I'll get into at work or something, and a, a chick owns it or whatever, and I'm like. This smells like something I smelt in high school from some chick that I was with, you know, and it totally throws you back to like being in a football. Actually, I'm in a basketball jersey right now. <laughs> in a nice, basketball nice. mersey right now. A mersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Fresh out the fucking package. <laughs> Thanks, Murray. AKA yeah. Jedi Grind. If anybody's looking on uh, YouTube, that's the homie Murray Fitzpatrick, dude hooking us up with oh, nice, nice. sick fucking swag yeah he's yeah. he's sending those out to i'm seeing so many people get them now i'm like damn dude that's you're fucking that's a pretty penny dog i've seen like at least like like ricky from suffolk got one discord the other day and a couple other friends like i'm just seeing all these people go like i got mine murdoch murdoch's got fucking stacks bro it's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 it's yeah, chill dude. he's showing love that's what he's got that right youtube money that's how he shows his love right now yeah for sure for sure gathering up all his homies through jerseys and i'm gonna have uh some exclusive yeah. yeah what up i got i got an odious one that looks like that and then i got some exclusive shit that ain't nobody gonna have except for me coming whatever. soon whatever, whatever you got me <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get back oh yeah all right <laughs> totally fucking haven't dude this is this is great it doesn't matter but yeah mike how we usually do this bro is fucking take us back to uh the beginnings bro like where where you were at as a young michael keen and when uh, you decided to pick up the axe what took you to picking up the axe all that kind of stuff okay so the, the very very beginning then because it, it's it's uh it started really early for me because my dad, well, both my parents are musicians. Um, my my dad is a guitar player, and he's a really good one. Um, what styles and, does he like to play, or did he? Um, he's kind of like uh, there's there's not much that you can throw at him that he can't really do, um, except for maybe metal. Like I I'll whoop his ass in metal, but like <laughs> you know, like but you know like. As far as, you know, like he's a great fusion player. Um, 
he can do like you know bluegrass chicken picking type stuff country stuff that's like real gnarly um which i wish i was better at um uh you know he 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 told he's told me before that like through the 70s and 80s he he did over 10,000 record dates um which is a lot uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so like yeah he just you know he can kind of just play anything i guess you know like whatever whatever he needs to play he can do it um, then what about your mom my mom is a singer and she's nice. a great singer and she's actually sang on two faceless albums sick dude weird yeah, i fucking love sang. hearing that shit dude i love it when people yes. bring their family in yeah so on uh the first faceless album on um pestilence uh if you listen carefully in that singing part um you know i'm doing kind of like a i don't know kind of mike Patton me-esque type thing or whatever but if you listen if you're listening carefully there's like a really high like like sort of operatic vocal uh harmony going on and that's my mom Sick, and dude. she's she's really she's i totally really know which part you're talking about yeah yeah so there's that and then on autotheism she sang on uh that as well on emancipate on the um the i ascended carrying ashes that whole part so that's me and my mom together the the higher part the higher female part that's my mom sick dude did sick. you did your mom and dad ever collaborate on anything uh or do yeah, live shit to together like, yeah they used to gig together like all the time like um you know like they were gigging musicians and like they you know they they like did like bar mitzvahs and like you know like played in the lobbies of hotels and you know whatever just like you know gigging musicians you know for totally. for a lot of years um but yeah my dad i mean i, I kind of i i owe a lot to my dad for a lot of reasons really like aside from the fact that you know he's a guitar player and he's a recording engineer you know and he's a singer too um like aside from all of that and you know like i over the years i got you know hand-me-downs of you know recording equipment guitars you know yada yada but also i had someone there that i could ask questions you know whenever i had a question and um but um also you know he just he just kind of like gave me advice um he kind of you know he he's kind of like lived vicariously through me a little bit because he didn't necessarily i don't think he necessarily did the things in music that he wanted to do like he was always a sideman you know like which you know he's he played for some he played for some pretty big artists you know but as a sideman you know mm -hmm. and he told you know he always told me like like don't don't be a sideman like do your own thing like you know yeah. like write your own music and like approach your own music that's what's going to bring you happiness like getting paid you know like whatever for you know like to be 
someone else's guitar player is not going to bring you happiness. And, you know, like I definitely took that to heart and, um, and I, like, a lot of I, us don't I, even realize that in our lives until much later, you know? So yeah. for your dad to give you that knowledge at that time to go for what you want to do and, and you be the puppet master or not puppet master, but just like you're the, you, you're making what you want to make. And a lot yeah. of people kind of, you know, want to get into the limelight by playing other people's shit, you know, and you're never yeah. really going to, fully get the the dose of whatever you're trying to get out of creating because you're not creating you're just playing something right. that's already been created mike have you ever played right. in another band have you ever played guitar in another band uh yeah um so the first tour i ever did was actually with a group called the motels um and <laughs> that uh if you i mean maybe when we're done you, you might want to look up the motels or whatever but like they had they had like four like really massive hits in the 80s um nice. and like their songs that like like when you hear them you go like you'll go oh yeah i've heard this like at the grocery store and like at like california pizza kitchen and you know <laughs> like just like random shit like that like yeah yeah like, but you will like definitely oh and actually one uh one of their big hits uh, a song called suddenly last summer uh the new american horror story is actually using that as like the the um the song for the commercial for the for for the new season okay yeah because oh, wow. it's like, like Amer i guess the new american horror story season uh, is like a it's supposed to be like a throwback to like a 80s thrasher thrasher uh or slasher type yeah. uh uh like horror flick you know um so yeah they use that like there's like some people like on a boat you know and uh and they're like they have like a little you know boom box on the boat and they're playing suddenly last summer and then suddenly like a hand comes out of the water whatever fucking friday the 13th shit yeah but yeah that was like that was the first tour i ever did and um I was 18. Yeah, I was 18. I like just turned 18. And uh, Martha Davis, Martha Davis is like the, she was like the, the singer, primary songwriter of the Motels, original member, all that, yada, yada. And um, she, she was like a really sweet lady. And like, she treated us really well and paid us really well. And, you know, she took us out to like fancy dinners and stuff. And like, sweet. Yeah, like complain, you know, it's cool. It's nice. How did you land the motels gig? Um, so <laughs> okay, so um you remember the band Eve Six? Yeah, yeah. I was following up right I took my right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um the guitarist of Eve, the original guitarist of Eve Six, his dad and my dad are they've been like best friends for like i don't know 40 years so like i i grew up kind of grew up with him and stuff and um and he was he got the motels gig first and they needed uh another guitar player and he just he recommended me and so that's how it happened 
Wow. Nice, dude. What a trip. But for, for, for the Faceless's guitar player's first tour, just the motels, dude. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. And like, <laughs> like, I mean, and like Martha, like, I remember like we were playing at the Milwaukee, uh, the Milwaukee Zoo. And there was like, they had like an amphitheater in the zoo. And there was like 5,000 people watching. And, um, and like, Martha, like she, she has a guitar and she's just kind of like strumming and she's like barely, barely on, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But like, she would like lose her place and she'd like look over at me and I'd be like, gee, <laughs> a minor. <laughs> oh, shit. So that was a little fast forward though. So back to like wanting to pick up the guitar. So you, you, your parents were just musicians, so it just was there as quick. How early was it for you? Okay, so, um, I mean, guitars were in my household um, from the time I was born. There's actually a photo of me. I'll have to, like, send it to you guys, like, after this, um, where, um, like, it, uh, my, my mom put it together, and it's, it's a picture. It's, a, it's like a collage picture of me from like five weeks old to like four years old. And it's probably a dozen different pictures of me playing like toy guitars, playing like, uh, like tennis rackets, playing, you know, like whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, a ukulele, whatever, like any kind of, you know, guitar like thing, like, and they would always just like catch me, picking it up and, you know, like strumming it and they'd always, you know, be, be snapping pictures of it. So like, they're like my, my mom, like made a collage of it and, and she gave it to me on the, I think my birthday or something. She said I was on tour and she like emailed it to me and she was like, it said like, I wonder what Michael will be when he grows up. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, which, you know, that was, that was, you know, largely because, you know, my dad had guitars all over the house and stuff and, he he gave me um, he gave me my first guitar when I was five, and um, you know I I did the best I could you know for a five year old you know but yeah. like I'd say around um, eight is when like I started like really like learning songs and you know like taking it seriously and you know like like jerry cantrell was like my hero you know like like pretty much pretty much like jerry cantrell and and eddie van halen and dimebag were like my heroes you know like nice that's kind of what like got me into playing guitar how'd so, you so how'd you come across the metal um well i have an older brother and nice. uh and an older cousin who like my my uh, cousins like from um like my my mom is a twin and her twin sister um her kids like we're we're super we've always been super close um we've actually lived together before like when we were younger that's um, funny i so have like, i have cousins that are like siblings too dude like i look at them yeah like, you yeah. know just an, another extension they're just as close as my brother you know yeah yeah like some of them i'm closer to than others but like yeah for sure like you know some of them they're they're like 
like closer closer to siblings than cousins but if uh, you live together yeah, that's like, like the, the closest you can get dude yeah right yeah totally um but yeah the oldest one he was the same age as my brother so you know they were like thick as thieves and uh and i just remember like my brother would bring home like tool you know on cassette or like you know like rage against the machine or you know like stuff like that um and then my cousin he would bring home like deicide and morbid angel and like sepultura and you know and like iron maiden and you know like the classics and stuff and metallica and megadeth and all that stuff so like um yeah that's kind of metal yeah yeah that's kind of where i you know got into it you know um but yeah and then also you know i mean that was my introduction to it but you know i took it upon myself to explore you know a lot of styles of music in high school i like i i think brandon talked about this a little bit like when you guys had him on like in high school like i i was more focused on jazz and like you know, I was, uh, like really dedicating my, my, um, a lot of my time to, and, and, and energy to that. And, um, we actually like had a, uh, a, like a brief project before the faceless together, me and Brandon, that was kind of like jazz fusion type of thing, you know? Um, and, and then, yeah, like, you know, and then he kind of talked about how we ended up you know doing the faceless we had, he, what he didn't mention is was there's a there was like a, a band that was sort of like between those two maybe he did mention it and I, I can't remember but uh, i don't think he did um, i can't remember either dude so you gotta tell yeah, me about it right now yeah like um <laughs> we uh we we had a band that was kind of like it was just like a like a hard rock band like um I would describe it as like, I don't know, like maybe like something like, like Foo Fighters or like, you know, like just kind of, you know, just like good, like, you know, classic hard rock, you know? And we did that for like a short period of time. Um, And like, I was always, I was always into extreme metal i was into extreme metal like way earlier than any of my friends were and like brandon brandon you know he, he downplays he, he i heard him down downplay like his his new metal phase he loved new metal <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, i gotta put him on blast for a minute he loves new metal hell yeah <laughs> he's all about taproot <laughs> and all those corny oh, ass uh, fuck yeah that's and a band I, we haven't I, talked about yet taproot yeah i was down and, and I used to like, yeah, like my circle of friends that like the music they'd listen to, I'd be like, this shit sucks. You guys have shitty taste in music. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like an elitist, like, you know, prick pretty much. Like, you know, like I was listening to yeah. Mr. Bungle and like, yeah. you know, like Morbid Angel and, you know, whatever. And, um, and so, you know, that's kind of why I, wa- I wanted to I mean, from the very beginning of the faceless, I had an idea of what I I wanted it to be long term, 
And like, you know, e even before it became that, you know, I always wanted it to be like a really experimental metal band, you know, and um, like, um, I think that happened more once, uh, you know, the first record was, I mean, none of the records were like super collaborative. Um, some, you know, some were more than others though. Like the first one was, you know, more collaborative than, than the other ones. Um, and, uh, and planetary was a little bit, you know, on certain songs. Um, but, uh, like, you know, so uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like catering to, everyone's interests a little bit and you know just sort of also you know just what was popular at the time you know um and then yeah I, once uh once you know it came time to to write autotheism you know like i was kind of in a place where like um you know i i'd seen planetary duality like develop this cult following that was like so um people were were just they were they were so um just like overly attached to it you know like they weren't like they you know i think i think they were all a lot of people were expecting you know the next record to be another planetary duality and i you know, very decidedly was like, I'm not going to do that. You know, like, I mean, even, even down to the, the lyrical content, you know, like, I mean, once, once that record came out, how many bands came out like following that, that were like, had songs about like sci-fi and aliens and outer space. And, you know, like there was like a million bands that came out like that. Right. And like, I never anticipated for, for that. It was a concept album and I never anticipated for it to be more than one record, you know? So when the next record came out and it wasn't about aliens and shit, like, I think a lot of people are, I mean, you know, some people I'll say were kind of like, wait, what? Like, huh? Like, but I mean, it seemed to me like you should have expected that, you know, it was a concept album, you know? And then the next one was a concept album, but it was just about something different. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's where, um, you know, I went from writing the stuff, you know, mostly on my own to completely on my own. And, um, and so like, I, I just kind of was able to indulge in, you know, whatever strange, uh, you know, paths I wanted to take, you know, in, in the songwriting process, you know, like me and Brandon, we were always like, like definitely like musical kindred spirits, you know, we get, when we get to the jamming, like we get on the same wavelength, like really, really quickly and really easily. And like, I miss, I miss having that, you know, like that connection with him and, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I actually asked him like if, if he, you know, would record on, on the next faceless record, because, you know, like 
we're still really good friends, you know, and I'd, I'd love for him to be on the next face this record. And, and, um, you know, he's, he's super modest and he, he told me he, he doesn't think that, uh, he's kept his chops up uh, enough to, uh, to be able to, to cut it. I'm like, Oh, come on. Yes, you have. Give me a break. <laughs> like, you know, he's, he's super humble, which is, you know, that's, that's one of his, that's one of the most, you know, lovable qualities about Brandon is that he's super humble, you know, but, um, but yeah, we've always been able to get on the same wavelength and, and, um, you know, we, like we did that with planetary, um, with the arranging of, of the songs, like, um, like really, really easily, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really have, you know, I didn't have to give them a lot of guidance, you know, like, I feel like um, bass players, you know, there's they they are supposed to fulfill a particular role in a band. You know, they they are they're um, they're outlining the the key centers that that you're that the song is you know going playing through, right? So, you know, where, like whatever chords you're playing or, you know, whatever key you're in, the bass is outlining that, you know, and in metal, I find so many bass players that just kind of like are doing a facsimile of what the guitar player is doing. And I like, that's just not, I just don't think that's like very interesting to listen to, you know, and Brandon is, he's, he's always been so good at, um, you know, finding the key center, you know, even, even when the key center is changing really rapidly, you know, like he, he's always been able to find, you know, even if it's just two eighth notes before the, the next uh, key change, you know, he finds the, the right, you know, two notes, you know, before, before the next key change. And, and, um, and he's always been able to like weave these, these you know bass lines you know i feel like i feel like um that really became as be, you know it's be, it's become a a um a pretty important part of the sound of the faceless is that like we have bass lines you know like yeah it the bass is independent of the guitar you know Definitely. and yeah so like you know when uh when evan joined like you know evan's obviously, you know, he's an amazing bass player and like, you know, he knew, he knew it was going to be, um, something different for him. Um, because, because that was, that had kind of become a staple in the sound of the faceless, you know, and on the last record I played bass and, you know, like I said, you know, me and Brandon, we, we think pretty similarly about music and stuff. So, that's just kind of naturally how I'm going to play bass anyway. But, you know, like also bearing in mind that it's a part of it's you know, it's a big part of, you know, what makes the faceless sound the way it does. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I always felt like the bass playing in the faceless made it more like a fusion style metal band as opposed to yeah. just a straight technical death metal band. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally. And that, that, that was, that was intentional, you know, like between, 
between the bass lines and, you know, kind of, you know, I always, I always wanted to, I, w- I always wanted my solos to be kind of, you know, reminiscent of like Alan Holtzworth, you know, that kind of, that kind of sound that kind of like your guitar almost sounds like a saxophone type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah. and, and fuse that with, you know, the things that, that I've loved about extreme metal, which, you know, is, there's a, there's a lot of things I've loved about extreme metal, you know, like the fact that you can kind of just, you know, kind of do whatever you want, you know, and, and you can, you can completely leave the realm of extreme metal and still be an extreme metal band, you know, which is kind of cool, you know, like if you're like in a country band and you like completely leave the realm of country, people are like, what the fuck? You know, like in metal, no one bats an eye. And I love that, you know? Yeah. I think anytime you throw like the word, I mean, I've noticed just recently, just when people use the word progressive metal or progressive music, I think, we're progressive just lets you go and uh, you could play bluegrass. You can play yeah, yeah. like kind of what you're saying. You can play Indian music. You can play like whatever you want to throw in there. It's it's still like the main the main genre is still there at its core, but like you could throw whatever you want at it. It's like mm-hmm. because it's progressive, it just opens everything up to whatever you want to do, you know. And that's yeah why I've been listening to more progressive rock and metal as I get older. It's just like Jesus, they're Go, they're playing like Japanese music in the middle of this. Do you like, you know, they'll just go like completely com- sideways, yeah. you know, and throw you for a yeah, loop and totally. you're just like, Jesus, you know, that's definitely yeah. what makes it really cool. And I think, I think the term progressive is like, it's so open-ended, you know, it's like, it's, it's really, it's open for interpretation in, in a major way, you know, like um, what's, I mean, if, if, if you ask someone, you know, what is progressive uh, rock or progressive metal, you know, you probably get a different answer from, you know, whoever you ask, you know, it's like, you know, I, I don't know that I could give you a, you know, a a really thorough answer. I could, you know, I could give you what I kind of think of it as being, but, you know, I don't know. Somebody else, somebody else might think of it in a totally different way. You know, and Definitely. both are probably equal, equally right. So did you did you wrong. record? <laughs> did you record Akaldama? If I'm saying it wrong, you can whatever yell at me later. But that's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did yell you, at uh, him now. Yell at him right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only had a couple white claws, so I can still say it. But uh, oh. are you? Uh, are so? Did you record all that? Is that is the whole faceless yeah. just been you recording all of it? Yes. Okay. And on that album too, um, I think Brandon mentioned how many drummers were on that album? Four. Four. That was who, who be, the, I guess. I who were the drummers? Who were the drummers besides? Uh, uh, I mean, you had Naveen's the guy that on to... there. Yeah. So Naveen, um, and there was uh, Nick Pierce. He played on one song, um, and then. Our original drummer that we had, Brett Batdorf, he played on four songs. Uh, and then I'm missing one. 
was the guy from a uh, job for a cowboy on that one what was it no you had him later look okay, at that was like a yeah guy. he he just filled in for for um a tour um shit who is the fourth drummer on it uh <laughs> i think now uh andy taylor andy taylor yes there we go thank you thank <laughs> that's why that's why we have the professor yeah <laughs> that's why yeah yes. yeah Andy Taylor. Yeah. One of the many reasons, yeah. not just the only reason, Joseph. But I, I, I don't know anything else about the guy, which is also why I don't remember. Because, okay, Brett Batdorf has the most memorable name ever. Yeah. So I yeah. never forget that dude. But yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Brett, cool. okay. So, what happened there was um, initially uh, we recorded an EP, a four track, a four song EP. And like, I wrote those songs when I was like 16, you know, with, with Brandon, you know, and, uh, like, was there physical copies or just a digital demo? Uh, there, I mean, so I'll, I'll get to that. Let me, okay. let me, let All me right. explain no it and you'll, no you'll, you'll, you'll see the whole, the transformation. So so we recorded those four songs, which, you know, I, I recorded or I wrote, you know, like 16, 17. And um, and we had Brett during that time and we recorded the four songs with him. And then uh, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly why I decided this, but I... You know what I think it was? I think I think I I some some time had passed and you know like I I think you know I turned 18 and I had written like one or two songs that were like quite a bit better than the the, the four songs that were the demo or were gonna or were gonna be the EP. I mean that you know if you're not signed and you do an EP it, it's a demo, you know, mm -hmm. like I always, that's like, I always tell local bands, like, if, you know, if they ask me for advice, I say, like, don't, don't waste your time recording an EP if you are trying to get signed, like, just like write 10 songs and make a record show, show a label that you actually have it in you to, to make an album. And I, you know, that, I think that occurred to me you know, around that time as well. And um, <clears throat> so I had those four earlier songs and I think I had just written, um, you know, a couple of the, the, the other four songs that came later, which, you know, my songwriting was becoming more refined and, you know, it was, it was becoming a little bit more characteristic of what, um you'd hear on you know planetary duality a little bit you know um and we we just decided like screw it let's just make it a full length you know let's just, let's just record like by that time we had i had four more songs done um and i i said let's just record the other four songs and like we know we know drummers like next time naveen comes through town on tour like I'll have my drum kit set up and mic'd and everything. And he can just 
come in with his pedals and sticks and he can just, you know, blast it out. And, and then, uh, that's kind of what we did for the, for the other four songs. And, um, like Brandon mentioned this, but like, you know, I'll reiterate it. I think you can, you can kind of hear, I mean, if I told you what the first four songs were that were the EP versus the four songs that, you know, I wrote a couple of years later, um, you can, you can tell the, the difference. You can, you can hear that there's, you know, like a, uh, there was like a level of maturity in the writing that, that had developed, um, you know, like the, the, so the first four songs were, um, all dark graves, leak, uh, um, ghost of a stranger and an autopsy. And then the other four songs that were later were, um, Oracle of the onslaught, which is the song that, uh, Naveen is on, which I think is the one that's probably like the most reminiscent of like what planetary duality would come to be, you know? And then, um, uh, hypocrisy, uh, and the instrumental. The, yeah. Right? The last song, the last song I wrote for it was, um, Akeldama. This is the very last song I wrote was Akeldama. Um, yeah. And, um, and pestilence yeah and then and then pestilence yeah pestilence was the first one i wrote of like the 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 four um later ones and then yeah akeldama was last um oracle of the onslaught was second from last so like those two songs you can kind of see the progression where it was going you know yeah. so yeah anyway, akeldama akeldama definitely is like i mean i listened to that the other day it fucking that one build up to that chorus part with that, that it's like has that stretch in it you with your stretches man I'm, like you do those yeah. like holdsworthy stretches i'm just like <laughs> I remember I, I hit you up a long time ago and was like dude send me send me the tab i just want to like start playing guitar more and like learning like harder like stuff like that and you i think so, somehow i got something from that i don't know if it was a guitar pro that you sent me or something but uh i had tapped i had tapped out one one song i probably sent you that one song i tapped out Okay. Yeah. That, that stretch and that, um, that didn't, I put it on like the little story I made of like you show, uh, coming on the podcast, that part right there, like just the feels, man, it just gives me the feels. I actually remember uh, we were going to go play a festival together and we had, uh, we had Derek with us. It was like odious and faceless or something. Some, it was the Santa Ana festival. Yeah. And, uh, I remember like, um, I was just telling Derek, I was like, dude, play play Akadama, play it. You got to have him like, he's all, what songs should we play? I think you were like texting. I'm like, what should we do? Like, well, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, put this mm -hmm. one, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I don't know if you actually did it, but uh, I, I have seen you do it. You guys played it live for a little while, right? Yeah, we, we played it live a couple of times. We played it uh, when we toured with Meshuga. Yep. I saw um, that one. Yep. I figured, you know, like what better time to play that song than when you're touring with Meshuga and Cynic. Um, and then we played it on a headline tour at some point, I know. And we actually played it in the middle of the set and Derek just like left and like went and got a Coke or something. Like, just <laughs> yeah, <chill>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I remember, uh, so there's that part in that song actually, cause I've talked about it a million times probably to you guys just cause we've toured 300 times, but um, yeah. didn't, um, didn't you do the solo bass part in the middle of it? 
because i remember brandon yeah, was like i, I didn't he's all i didn't do that and i was like oh so i'm like commenting like dude that was sick that that middle part he's all that was mike and i'm like god yeah. <laughs> shit it's sorry the, dude <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't because he couldn't have done it he easily could have come up with a sick solo i don't know like for whatever reason i i don't even remember why i ended up doing it but like you know i kind of i you know what i think it was i think i think um he he like was kind of having a he was kind of having a hard time like coming up with a like just just like starting you know like you know that's the hardest part is just getting going once you get going then the ideas start coming and he he was just kind of having a hard time like getting going with it and so i just grabbed the bass and i just kind of started noodling you know and i was like here's you know here's some like ideas maybe you know blah 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 and and he was like you should just record it and i was like mm, okay i guess and I just did it and yeah was it was it a fretless on that no but i did oh. everything in my power to make it sound fretless okay 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 yeah it sounds like yeah. a fretless definitely yeah how do you how do you yeah. make a bass sound like a fretless <laughs> um like all of the glisses like when i landed on a note i would like give them vibrato and like you mm. know just also that like very um like mid like low mid-range dominant uh tone that like yeah. a fender you know fretless gets mm -hmm. i kind of like tried to dial that tone in so okay yeah. hey, you did a damn good job you've fooled me definitely <laughs> yeah a lot of people ask if uh if the bass solo in um in uh mental illness is fretless also and again not fretless i just did everything i could to make it sound fretless same bass actually <laughs> damn damn crazy awesome so next you go into so that album was out Wait, i want to go back to real i want to go back to because yeah. uh, the question that i wanted to ask earlier was how did yeah, you hook up with derek uh okay so the the first sort of like you know like um substantial kind of kind of real semi-professional tour that that we put together was um us taste of blood and as as blood runs black and um <laughs> and then on the way to the first show our van died <laughs> and like i i actually booked the tour myself um I booked, it was like, it was 10 dates and like, it's the only experience I've ever had in like, you know, like booking shows or of any kind, you know, or like anything like that. But, um, you know, like I got us, you know, all guarantees for, for the 10 shows and everything. And then like, we ended up not even making it to the first like eight shows. We played the last two. That was it. And I was like, well, I'm glad you guys had a good tour, you know, cool. <laughs> but um, yeah. like, uh, like it was just kind of a, it was kind of a clusterfuck for us. Like um, we, we had like uh, a new drummer and we had like a fill, like we not a fill in vocalist. We had a, we had a vocalist who was like, he's actually one of my good friends and he's, he's worked for the faceless a lot. Like, 
Um, actually, um, you might remember. You remember Aaron? Did he have kind of like shoulder length long hair? Yeah. Brown brown hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he did, he did merch for us. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So he um, he kind of was like trying out on vocals and um, he did like a couple rehearsals with us and he ended up um, playing those those two shows with us. And um, I don't I don't really remember exactly how it happened, but um, like something happened and and like we train wrecked a song on stage and we kind of like all turned around we're like what the fuck just happened and like (laughs) and from the balcony at showcase theater like we see derek just like like boom (laughs) 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 and uh and like I don't know. Yeah, we just we just hit it off with him, you know. Like he's, you know, you know, of course you you've known Derek since he was like three years, you yeah. guys like three years old or whatever. Preschool and shit. Derek's yeah. the man, you know. So, yeah. like, you know, he he was he was great to be in a band with, and like, you know, he was super super easy to work with, like in terms of like being a band member, you know, like just being a team player, and also like um when we got into the studio and you know if if i had you know a suggestion you know like a producer suggestion like try it like this you know like it didn't take like a million takes to get get it out of him you know like yeah. i said like you know i i'd use like weird descriptives sometimes to to describe you know to to get out what i i wanted out of him you know and and uh you know i'd 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 say things like i want it to sound more uh regal and like somehow he'd know exactly what i meant by that and like the next take would be perfect you know and um so yeah like he's you know he's like he's one of the best you know like yeah he's definitely a a peer of mine that i you know i never really maybe told him this but i definitely looked up to him as we were yeah. coming up together as like, oh, that dude's further ahead of me, uh, further ahead than me, you know, and yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, need to, I need to keep he, running. Yeah, he's he I mean, he's he's the real deal, man. He is a great fucking dude, dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. Exactly. You know, he's he's like, you know, he's super easy to be in a band. He's super fun to be in a band with. You know, you just have a good time hanging out with him. And uh, and like you know, like you, you can always count on him, like to have a good performance, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and he's, um, he's somebody I'd definitely like to get on here too, dude. I'd like, oh, to yeah, yeah. I think he, he said he was down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be down. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was just, it was always, it was always a pleasure, you know, it was always a pleasure recording with him. It was always a pleasure touring with him, you know, like, um and uh yeah he just you know he killed it like he's like he's definitely one of the best you know i'm not just saying that because you know he was in my band like i genuinely think that he's like one of the best death metal vocalists to like he's got a great he's got a great throat dude i really like his throat very sexy behind a mic yeah Yeah, like you know what actually really really um 
not to jump too far ahead and this is jumping way far ahead but <laughs> the, the guy you got after uh derek um jeff jeff sounded a lot like him like yeah like yeah. i was like very surprised I actually had to hit when i because i first I first got out of theism. I forget if it was a little before it came out or something. And I, I hit up Derek and I was like, that damn dude, you sound sick. He's all, it's not me. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, it sounds yeah. like almost exact. Like, I mean, not, ex- I don't want to say exact because Derek definitely, I would take Derek any day. I mean, no offense to the, I, I love auto theism. I love, um, I've never met the dude, but I love his vocals on it. Um, it's, I mean, it's one of my favorite albums, you know, of all time. It's definitely, I mean, planetary, I would say Planetary would be up there if I didn't tour with you guys so fucking much. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, I heard those songs so many times. Like, I, they were like, I mean, when they came out, they were like mind blowing. And I was like, what the fuck? You, like, you guys are like putting it all on the table here and just like going balls out. But, yeah. um, you know, after tour number six, I was like, all right, can you guys, uh, can we do another, can we do something? Can you like take it down a notch, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, this song again. All right. Well, I'm going to go get a, a drink. This is only the 300th time I've seen it live. So, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, that's uh, yeah, a great no, job. I mean, yeah. Like, um, when, when, uh, you know, when Derek, um, came to us and, you know, basically said, you know, I, you know, I went to college and I have this degree in, in, uh, in, uh, communications and like, I, I have a job offer in the field I studied in and, you know, like I can do this with you guys for another 10 years and it'll be a lot of fun, you know, or like I can start my career that I studied for and like, you know, got in, debt with student loans you know for yeah i can start that career now you know and it was kind of just like one of those things where i was like well fuck i can't really argue with that shit you know and he was like you guys are all musicians and you know whether it's the faceless or whatever like you're gonna play music you know your whole lives like you know he's like once once the faceless you know is done like that'll be the end of my music career and like you know will those opportunities still be there for me i don't know so it was kind of it's just kind of like well fuck you know we can't really argue with that like you know yeah so um so you know like it was it was just kind of like sad to see you go you know like He's he'll always be a bro, you know, but uh, but, you know, he had to do what was was best for him, you know, and he's he's killing it now. You know, I mean, he's like working at Netflix. They got him flying between L.A. and Amsterdam and, you know, like, you know, yeah. he's, he's killing it. So he did. He did Big Brother for a while. Right. I think he was doing that. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. yeah. So like Big Brother's yeah, still yeah. a thing, dude. Is that like a still a reality show? I, I think overseas. Yeah, yeah, he was doing it for. Um, I mean, he hasn't been doing it for a while, but he was like for. Six wasn't or seven that, years was now. that affiliated with the magazine, or is that two? Totally oh no, 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 days? no! It's a two. To, oh, it's okay. like the Big Brother is like the skater thing you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was like a reality show. Which I, I I've never seen an episode, which I feel bad, but um, yeah. it's, it's like, like a, yeah, I feel bad, dude. It's like a candid <laughs> camera, or like a closed circuit camera type thing, like voyeuristic. Yeah type 
thing. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, but when, when, um, when he left, like, um, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be, you know, how, how difficult it was going to be to find a replacement. And if I'd find someone that sounded close enough, you know, and, but like maybe did their own thing or whatever, like, like we actually talked to, uh, Tomas Lindbergh about, about joining, uh, for a minute, we were like emailing back and forth and that would have been, different you know but yeah yeah cool maybe um and uh and then steve joe um i don't know if you know steve joe but he's the the sweetheart of the metal industry um great guy um he um he worked i think he still works at sensory media i'm not i'm not sure but he, he definitely worked there for quite a long time and um man the the number of favors that guy has done for the faceless and never asked for a dime it's just like staggering and for like a lot of bands like not just us like he he just he's just a super good dude um but uh you know i told i, I was i was trying to get the phone number of some other vocalist um, from a, uh, in a century media band. Um, and uh, he said he'd, he'd try and find it for me. And then like five minutes later, I got an email and he said, um, he said, I've got a guy you should, you should check out. I think, I think he'd be a good choice for you. And he sent me um, Jeff's like old, old band is his band at, at that time. And I was like, whoa this guy's fucking good damn mm. and like he sounds like kind of similar to jeff and then like you know when when he, I, I sent him xeno christ with no vocals and uh and you know once once it came back to me you know i i think i think i i was about 45 seconds into the song before i was writing steve joe an email saying like like he's got the gig if he wants it like you know like yeah, tell yeah. him tell him like you know he's got the spot like this is this is great and uh and yeah like he um he wasn't trying to sound like jeff um they they had they have like quite a few similarities in their in their voices like one 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 of which being like uh, what in in regards to to low screams like i mean i've never heard you know i've recorded a lot of vocalists obviously i've produced a lot of records and like i've never heard such a terrifying sound come out of a human's body <laughs> like but like other than uh Derek and Jeff like both of them like when Jeff would be warming up like he he'd be like scaring everyone backstage you know like with a low with his lows and his highs like every time just go like, oh fuck what the fuck <laughs> like just scaring the shit out of people you know like yeah yeah i mean 
yeah, like it was, you know, it was, it was pretty intense. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, if you're metal, that's, also, the, that's the reaction you want though, from your vocalist. Oh yeah. Yes, dude. Totally. Totally. Like, like, you know, the, and I felt like Jeff really, um, he embodied the lyric that he was, that he was, um, singing like with his performance you know whatever it may have been you know and like that always came through and as a live performer man i i i don't know if i can think of a better live death metal vocalist performer like i mean like you know as far as i mean there's some there's definitely some more extreme ones and wackier ones and stuff but just like you know he you know he's like this really timid soft-spoken guy you know and then he stepped on stage and it was just like this you know frightening maniac you know and and you know like i i remember like looking over at him at times and he'd have the mic and he'd like he'd be contorted like his, his back would be so far back and I'd be like, how is he not falling over? Like <laughs> just, you know, he was, he was like a, a maniac on stage. He just like turned it on and just was an animal, you know? And that's like the, for those type of dudes, that's like the only time they let loose like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've met many of people that literally don't open up until they're on stage. They're always yeah. like kind of shut in, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, cordial, like yeah. touring with dudes. But then you then you realize who they really are when they're on stage. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a wild it's definitely thing. Like uh, when we had when we had a uh, flub on with Mike Alvarez, like that guy is like I literally hung out with him before the show. Didn't know he was in Alter Beast for a while, but I, he was like playing that that show with Alter Beast and he was selling the merch. And I was like, oh, here's this like stoner hippie guy like hey what's up man how's it going like selling merch like the most stony like man that's ever lived like <laughs> and then he got on stage and just turned into a fucking monster i was like what the like he just flipped a switch and just like he just became yeah. this completely different person i was like holy shit man he just completely flipped it yeah i i met that dude uh we were doing a headline tour in um in latin america with um origin supporting and um this band with a really wacky name that i'm not going to remember how to pronounce but uh uh, he was filling in for them and so i'm i you know spent a little bit of time with him yeah 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 multiple times yeah total just like it was like fucking cheech right before the show and then all of a sudden he gets on stage and he's fucking (laughs) turns into yeah. a fucking dragon you're like what the fuck <laughs> i can say yeah that's, i mean that's cool you know yeah Super cool. yeah so uh so with uh i remember actually do you remember you have this memory i remember when we first met up planetary duality was i mean wanted to go back i'm just jumping around now when i first met you just something you said this is a long time ago but you said something that you started playing when you were five the first time I ever met you, it was in front of the boardwalk in Sacramento and uh, mm-hmm. it was a summer slaughter. And, uh, you know, Derek was playing. So he's like, you got to come down, blah, blah, blah. So I like, went and checked it out. And uh, I walked up to you after the show and was like, did you start playing when you were like five or something? And you're like, 
And you're all, yeah, that's, Actually, my that's like basically you're like, you nailed it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh shit. I was like, literally my thought in my heart when I watched you play, because I was like, dude, this because you know, like you talk about people learning music, kids learning music, stuff like that. Like when they're learning it alongside when they're learning language and stuff like, you know, like when they're actually learning how to speak and, and communicate yeah. with other humans and they're, dude, they're five mixing years music. old, five years old. You still don't know shit, dude. Yeah, it's called, yeah. it's called neuroplasticity. Okay. It's the malleability of your brain, which dude, goes Dominic's, away with age. Dominic's yeah, yeah. existential questions right now are fast. That's his kid, by the way. Bro. Yeah, my uh, my five year old, he's five, and yeah. his his existential questions are fascinating. That's because yeah. his he pineal can't... gland hasn't ca- calcified yet. Yeah, dude he he doesn't he can't comprehend before and he can't comprehend after. He's literally yeah, yeah. stuck wow. in here now. You know he's that's stuck kind of amazing, there. Though. It's it's actually super cool. Like that's what's fascinating yeah, that's about it. it's like. He's he can't see outside of where he's at right now. That's you know? like what like a lot of people are trying to do unsuccessfully, you know. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. like really cool. Totally. And and so it's like learning something while you're in that that same spot of being here now and and get it like you're taking in everything and then you have a musical instrument that you're learning along the way it's like it becomes more part of you once you get to through adolescence into the part where your pineal or your uh front prefrontal cortex finally fucking fully developed and all that kind of shit it's like it's it's another limb of sorts maybe yep you know yep Absolutely. I was actually just talking about something, something about that with my bandmates, like late last night, uh, off topic, but yeah, yeah. We were talking about, I was, I was telling them about something I read about the prefrontal cortex and about how, um, it's like not really firing on all cylinders when you're asleep. So you have a hard time differentiating like what's real and what is not. Um, and like, yeah, I, I just, yeah, there, it, it was just, it, it was just something interesting. But think about to all the tours that we did without that undeveloped and all the bad decisions that we made on those tours because <laughs> they were, wasn't fully developed yet. Yeah all those living on energy drinks and granola totally a bad (laughs) idea dude yeah yeah i like i i like swore off caffeine like a long time ago i actually like just recently started getting like a like a tall um like starbucks like like fruit like you know drink like girly drink or whatever like that has like barely any caffeine in it or whatever um and like i can handle that but like anything more than that i'll be like like you know full-blown panic attack freaking out you know Uh, yeah Yeah. you're saying you have that same kind of deal with caffeine right yeah 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 
Yeah, dude, I have. It's it's, I have, it's all the person, dude, because I fucking can't not drink I, coffee. Joel was just talking about yeah. how he got rid of his headaches because he realized that he hadn't had coffee in a couple of days or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I used to, I actually used to be like that. I because I mean in high school I was like kind of addicted to caffeine, um, like and and uh, once I went off of it, like you know for an extended period of time, like now, you know, if I have something like, if I have like a strong cup of coffee, Oh my God. Like you yeah. don't want to be around me. Like I'm <laughs> like in a full blown existential nightmare. Like, <laughs> you know, like I'm prone to panic attacks. I, I have panic disorder anyway. So like, I'm like very sensitive um, in that area. So yeah. like, like I can't, can't do any any kind of you know uh you know anything that stimulates yeah yeah cannot touch it you know now i feel bad because uh on the last podcast we had uh, we had uh uh phil from first fragment on and Mm -hmm. um you know just super shredder guy but we were talking about jarzenbeck and how he showed up to a show of that we yeah, played, oh remember? yeah 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 i remember yeah. that and he was standing yeah. right in front you remember he was standing right in front of me and he just <laughs> completely destroyed my confidence oh did he do it uh, okay Dude, so, he, so... Was, he was standing like like three free feet in front of me the really? whole set and i just crumbled i fell <laughs> apart completely i was really? like I like okay, forgot so how to play guitar. I might be mixing like, this up oh because God. is that in San Antonio or no? Yeah, yeah, San Antonio yeah, at the yeah. at that uh, the oh, place with the parrot in the back. White rabbit, okay. back. white rabbit, oh, white, white rabbit, rabbit. Oh, oh shit! I mean, dude, that's, that's like right, if dude. that's the same thing for me. If like Frank Mullen was front row while I was doing an audio show, like dude, I'm trying to growl oh, yeah. right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a. I remember. Um, so I'm mixing the story up then because I think. Um, Jarzenbeck was watching you guys and then came back and was like talking with us and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, th- I told him I, he didn't do this, but I was like, I told, I think I told you this after I was like, dude, you should walk up in front of Mike Keen and just cross your arms and then just shake your head and then walk away. So it's all you dude. You have fucking so reason. I think cause he already said he was watching you up front. He's like, yeah, it's pretty sick. But like, yeah. I, I think I was, I think I said at that point, I was like, dude, you should go back up there and go shake your head. Fucking Joel, dude. <laughs> I know oh, it's a drunk, funny joke thing. And actually, yeah. funny thing about the, yeah. there's, there's still uh, the, that we, we still say to this day, which is um, fucking, it was me, like uh, Derek. That's and, what I wanted you to bring up earlier. Yeah, dude. yeah. And so I forget who else was next to me. And uh, Jarzenbeck came out to, to whoever's next. To, it might have been Casey. And was like, hey, see you guys later. Thanks for coming. Or thanks for uh, getting me on, blah, blah, blah. And shook, our, shook his hand, shook my hand. And then fucking Derek shook out, put out his hand. And Jarzenbeck <laughs> just like walked right by it. And then, fuck, and then, and then uh, Derek immediately doesn't miss a beat and looks over at me. He's all stall. Just by the jars. <laughs> and like, 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 still holding his hand up. Drop. I literally yeah. wanted to uh, drop that earlier, but I was like, "How are we gonna get that in there, dude?" Dis- yeah, no, he literally jars, like he still he still like Derek still had his hand out. He looked over at me. He's like, "Just by the jars," <laughs> like it was perfect. Like it was wow. just perfect, dude. Yeah, that was. I uh, have, I have a couple stories like that. Actually, like of involving Derek of other people in bands in doing flames. that, like people that we toured with 
In flames, like, in flames, in flames, I, that's right. Okay, it's, all right, so you <laughs> know like, it. So now, now you're you like texting me the next so day. Now, yeah, I was, I was going to say, I don't want to get myself in trouble by no, saying I said it. No I said trouble. it. I said it. Telling stories. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah, the, I mean, I guess the singer had, a, a, I don't know, he, he may have had a good reason for, like keeping to himself on that tour, which I won't get into, but like, yeah, he, uh, it was like, I don't know, maybe halfway through the tour already. And, uh, and Derek like approached him and he said, he was, he started to say like, Hey man, we haven't met yet. I just wanted to sit and like, dude, just like straight up put his head down and just like, like beelined past him. And it was like, wow. Yeah. The story, the story like I remember that, Derek huh? told me, I, I remember hearing this story, and this could be exaggerated, and I might have made this up, but um, from what I remember hearing, it was like in the beginning, uh, beginning of the tour or something like that, or maybe he was finally like getting the, you know, wanted to go up and say like, fuck yeah, you're sick, you're doing great. And the guy like yeah. signed his face or something with a Sharpie and walked off. <laughs> oh, so that was, okay, you're, you're like combining two stories. It was, okay, it was the okay. same night, though. It was the same okay. night. Oh, yeah. shit. So, so. It was in Philadelphia. We were at Trocadero. And um, the uh, the thing with Derek happened earlier in the day when he beelined past him, like literally did one of these and beelined past him, like yeah. uh, while he's trying to say hello to him. And then after the show, they were doing meet and greets. And, you know, there would be like, you know, like 10 or 12 people waiting, you know, for the meet and greet and like, you know, the tour manager would tell him to form a, you know, single file line and, you know, the guys will sign your stuff and take a picture with you or whatever. And uh, Ash, the drummer of Three Inches of Blood, he, like, got in the end of the line, like, you know, as a joke, assuming that, like, you know, like, three weeks into tour, he would, like, finally be able to talk recognize to <laughs> that, like, this is someone I'm on tour with, you know, like, and, uh, and like he said, he said something like, 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 I don't have anything, but can you, can you, can you sign me? And he like, and, and dude, like straight up sharpied his fucking forehead. And he was just uh, like, sick what? Like, it was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, what those up, things like up. made me think like it's, underground tours are way chiller because we're all it's more of like a, a a traveling circus that's all a family yeah and then yeah like i mean we've get, done you get to that other level where like people are like i'll tour with you for a month and not even acknowledge you yeah like, yeah yeah yep. what the I've, fuck I've, dude? I've toured i've toured with uh you know i've t- we've toured with some pretty pretty big bands you know and uh and there's definitely been tours where like there's you know there's people that i didn't say a single word to the entire tour you know yeah uh, there's, there's other tours where you know like really big bands and like they're super cool like you know when we toured with lamb of god like chris adler is like one of the nicest guys you could ever meet like he's so cool he's like really down That's to a earth. drummer right yeah 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 sick drummer too he's got his own yeah. little style yeah, yeah, he's Definitely like he's doing management now. Out. He's not really uh, original. Not wasn't really he originally the blotted science for a while? He was when that was that was a 
infantile project. He was like the first drummer. Uh, maybe. I think, the I think it was uh, for the second album. He was in consideration. Okay. I thought he Not, was jamming with them before they got whoever did the first album. That's what it was, dude. Well, he also went to Megadeth, right? Didn't he? Wasn't he? In Megadeth yeah, he was in Megadeth for yeah, yeah. for an album. Yeah, yeah. Right, so that's a decent I gig, I guess. Out. Thanks, bro. I really yeah. think that I'm right, dude. I think that Adler was actually the first drummer that was playing with him and Alex. And then mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. And then they moved on to whoever did the Behold the Archivist one, right? Was Wasn't it Charlie yeah. Q? Yeah, it was Charlie Q, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Before him, before him. Was yeah. Adler was the original fucking. Oh, weird. you're right. Yeah. yeah, there was a contact at in 2005. It's just just reading off Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bam. Which is always 100 correct. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, I was actually trying to be the vocalist of that band, so I know who was trying to drum at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't even have vocals on that shit. <laughs> so yeah, you can be the vocalist. We'll put, we'll put you on the album, dude. But we're, we'll write your name on there. We, no, no. Yeah. I mean, we've already Please. talked about it before. And that's the whole reason why we got the fucking Jarzenbeck solos because I was already talking to him about that project. Oh yeah, oh, trying to be. Cool. I was like a, you know, hothead fucking twenty-two year old. Like, I want to try out for this band. And he was like, "Oh, dude, we're not doing vocals, but what's up, dude?" And like, we started just <laughs> chatting. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's. Definitely. He's. I've. I've chatted with him online. He's the. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah definitely yeah. no i mean he's a he's one of the, we brought up a million times one of those people that like you expect him to be a certain way and he's not like um like in person he was just like hey man how's it going dude but like yeah. Beck, and he just looks like this crazy mad scientist and all the things that he decides Hell, to yeah, totally. release, you know he looks like this insane I think, person i think he's got like a little like social something going on yeah 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 i think that comes with everybody like that though you know like you could we were talking you were talking about slices of pie earlier it's like you only give yourself so much sections of human and brain power that you can use yeah and if you give a huge chunk of that pie to what jarzenbeck has done you kind of push out some of the social shit kind of because it goes to the back door, you know, it's just yeah, 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 room for it, you know. And plus you're like Zappa being in the studio for 16 hours a day. Like, how do you have time for people? How do you have yeah, time for other humans? Especially like a wife and four kids. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, geez. You learn about that shit with Zappa during when you read his book and you're just like, fuck, dude. He, dude, was, the first he was in chapter, the same house, but he didn't even like know his family. He didn't even tell yeah. his wife he yeah. loved her, dude. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. Yeah. But that, that, first, <laughs> that first chapter of that book that it talks about page, him, dude. The, fir- the first chapter of that book of his autobiography, where he's where he's talking about getting arrested for uh, for recording uh, a a tape of, uh, of sex sounds and like like the the FBI Acronyms, or yeah. something was like listening in in the studio and like arrested him for for like producing pornographic material in rancho cucamongo or something <laughs> and it's it's like that whole book is so fucking wild it's, it's wild just, dude it's yeah. definitely wild but it made you it made you want to listen to more zappa oh yeah totally totally yeah 
I've I've got I've I have like some weird connections to uh to like a lot of people that that uh played with Zappa over the years like um uh my I was roommates for for uh quite a while with um Terry Bozio's son who nice. um he played oh, wow. drums for for Zappa he was like oh one one of two people that ever sight read the black page apparently yeah um and um and then also the wackerman brothers um are family friends um a lot of people think there's two there's three actually um there's uh chad who's the oldest and he played for zappa he also played for holdsworth and uh and he, and he played for uh, Barbara Streisand. Um, I think he still yep. plays for Bar- Barbara Streisand, actually. Um, and then that's, that's uh, a there's ball at the end there. It's like Zappa. Yeah, and, and, then, and then there's uh, there's Barbara John Wackerman, <laughs> and John plays for uh, uh, he played for or I, I think he still plays for Lindsey Buckingham, uh, okay. from Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and now he's doing uh, a Vegas gig with terry fader the like um the uh, the puppet guy yeah puppet guy yeah 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 damn and then uh and then then there's brooks wackerman who like you know he's kind of like he's the youngest of the three and you know he's he's like kind of like punk rock legend like i mean he played in suicidal tendencies uh he filled in in the vandals he he like did several tours with blink 182 he's been in bad religion for like i don't know almost 20 years now uh he played drums for ozzy osbourne um Jesus. like uh he plays drums for tenacious d um like yeah he's he's a badass he's a badass for sure. I, heard so, yeah. fucking badass. I heard the drummer of it's, bad religion has a studio here in this uh unit i'm in he might be down the hall actually i'm gonna <laughs> Double check if it's <laughs> really you bring, well, bring him in. What, what part of town are you in? Uh, Signal Hill, Signal Long Beach. Hill. Yeah. Oh, Long Beach. Okay, so yeah, yeah that that sounds right. Because he's he's, he's um he's from Orange County, so that 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 would add up. Yeah. He might be down there. Yeah, it was it was the guy who uh you know rented it out for us who told me that. Uh-huh. He, he he said he he was just name dropping people um so i don't know i might try to follow up because that'd be cool i was like waiting to see if i'd ever run into him here or something yeah uh, if, you, if you talk to the landlord ask ask if his name's brooks for sure yeah oh, yeah dude Fuck yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh as far as so we're, we're basically at so autotheism so that was kind of like a and forgive me because i'm definitely not I'm like ADHD to the max and I'm not a book reader. I don't no offense. Anthony, I don't read lyrics. I'm not like I'm not. I'm more into like what the music has to say. Why the fuck did say. you bring me into this? Dude. Because you're fucking you sing into a you mic. For, you fart into a mic for a living. I'm just kidding. You sing into a mic for a living. Um, not for a living, but for uh, for fun. But uh, so I mean, it makes me live, bro. So I mean, the concept behind autotheism. I, 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 by the name, I understand what it means, but is, was there a deeper concept of what you were trying to get at? I mean, you said it was a concept album, so was there more in yeah, there that um, I'm missing? Um, 
maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, it's 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 a it's kind of loosely a concept album about a um, a series of topics that are all related to each other. Um, and you're the sole writer of the lyrics. Uh, on 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 that record, I. I wrote some of the lyrics with, um, with Jeff, but like, you know, I, I had the concepts the, and yeah, I had the concepts and everything. So like, you know, basically I was just kind of like writing the lyrics and he was, he was there with me while I was writing and I kind of would just like turn to him and, you know, like be like, what's a you know what's an what's another word that rhymes with this that means this like can you think of anything you know like just kind of bouncing stuff off of him you know but like you know but yeah he 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 helped me but um but yeah for the most part i i wrote like all the lyrics yeah nice and then Definitely. and then uh for in becoming i i wrote all of the lyrics completely because that's you know pretty pretty personal to me so um but um yeah like autotheism is um i didn't really realize it at the time when i was writing it um i I, maybe i did a little bit but um it was just sort of like just sort of in the back of my mind a little bit i guess um like um i think it was like my way of dealing with some shit that like i have just like i've just let fester inside of me for years and years like um and it's like it's it's like been like damaging and unhealthy for me like um my dad is really religious and i am not at all Mm -hmm. and um like growing up uh you know i i had to go to church every sunday and you know like i had to read the bible and i had to you know like when do did all you stuff. how long did you go before you started showing resistance um i i started showing very passive aggressive um mild re- uh, resistance um at about 16 i'd say Mm -hmm. but like i i knew i knew in my heart it was bullshit by the time i was eight years old um and like you know my dad was he was a good dad and i i loved him and like i knew that i would totally break his heart if i told him that you know i didn't believe any of this shit and because in his mind like you know it, it it's it's unshakable to him and yeah. you know he for him for him it's like um his his baby boy is gonna burn in hell for all eternity unless he can change my mind you know which he's never gonna shit, do right it, it's like... yeah and uh, yeah it's totally twisted like it, it, honestly like that should be fucking child abuse like it's fucked up you know like and um you know i think like later i realized that like the lyrics to that album were like kind of 
kind of a message to him. It was kind of like me saying like, this is, this is how I feel. This is what I think. Like, you know, like my beliefs are based in what can be proven scientifically and like everything else is speculation. And like also a lot of a huge part of, you know, religion can flat out be disproven and is, you know, absolutely false. And, you know, like it was just, it was, I, I realized how passive aggressive it actually was later, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I remember I was actually at NAM and um, the record had come out like a few months before it came out in August and you know nam's january and um i got a phone call from him because um you know he was gonna be at nam and um he called me because i you know i i'm guessing he wanted to meet up and have breakfast or something before the show or whatever and he left a message and he he just said he kept it kept it brief you know but he said um said uh picked up the new album i loved it it was amazing um uh read the lyrics and um you don't have to feel weird with me about it like call me and uh you know i'd love to see you and that was it and that's like That's actually Honestly, really cool, dude. Cause you're yeah, saying, you, you said that kind of like that was your point with it and it got through with him through your album. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, I have had minimal contact with him, you know, over the years since then. Um, mm. That was kind of like the, the time where like the contact sort of, dropped off a little bit and um it's it's because you you know like as much as he you know like he says that you know and i i truly think that he he means it you know i believe that he means it Mm -hmm. but um when push comes to shove like i said end of the day he still believes that his baby boy is gonna burn in hell if he doesn't save him you know so like he can't he can't help himself you know he can't he can't stop with the god stuff it's always you know it always comes back to that it always you know it's just always it always comes back to to jesus and blah blah blah. the conversation always can't you just you know i mean and i'm i don't want to sound funny when i say this but can't you just tell him like i'll accept jesus on my deathbed let me let me fucking fuck with yeah, the devil yeah. a little bit it's, longer. It's, it's all about it's all about. I mean, you know, like repent and. I mean, it, and, that's what I'm saying. Like he, if he's really down, then he's like, okay, yeah, you can I say mean, that I accept Jesus at the end of your life. I'm not. Know, I, 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 fucking I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty ignorant to the to the Bible and stuff, but I think like denouncing. I thought that literally, it's like you could do whatever the fuck you want, just as long as you take in Jesus at the last second. Yeah, yeah I mean, more possibly. or less. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, except for the fact that it's all 
fucking nonsense. So I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's all nonsense. Anthony's just saying, you know, to feed him a little bit of a to make yeah. him happy give to him like little, yeah give him a little sl- give like, him a little like yeah dad slack. like it's this is gonna you know i'll probably see the light at the end of the tunnel and it'll be all good yeah. and you don't have but to like is, worry about there's me that an expression much. i don't know if you know there's an expression for that they call it the atheist deathbed <laughs> have you heard no, that never, before? That's, no. that's what it actually it makes sense though yeah it's, there's an expression there's a book called the atheist deathbed and actually uh the band muse has a song called Atheist Deathbed also. Oh wow. So yeah. it's basically like the the, the last common is the Hail Mary pass, dude. Yeah, when they're yeah. like shit Hail and they Mary see, and they they see their uh they see the the writing on the wall of what's coming next. They're like fuck. Like yeah. humans can't really I mean me being agnostic atheist, whatever you want to call me, you still can't really like it's betting compre- everything on but you can't Black you at can't, the last second but you can't comprehend yeah. being nothing really i mean i can't comprehend it i can see that it's probably logical and it'll happen but like i can't like like just i mean i, I as i get older i can comprehend it more but just like growing up and stuff i just like you're done there's no you're not dreaming you're just gone like there's no um, there's just done it's like you, then finality you, do, you imagine black and then you're like no it can't be black because that's still something it's yeah nothing yeah it makes more sense to me now as i get older that that's you know that's that definitely yeah. seems more i mean and, and obviously like i think go ahead i think it's i think it's easiest to relate it to um what it was like before you were born you mm-hmm. know oh, like yeah, you yeah. say that conceptualize the, yeah i think it's easier to conceptualize that and that's how dom's you know? the questions he's asking about that so we're seeing like here's a brand new mind only five years old saying i don't know what happened before i was conscious i don't know what's going to happen when this is done you know he's already yeah. asking these same questions he's only five years old and that's it he doesn't oh, you're remember kid, you're before. that's what i'm saying it, oh, okay, it's okay. funny how we're tying back into that it's like yeah he doesn't know before he doesn't know after neither do we <laughs> you know we're still yeah. fucking here we still don't know you know I don't remember nothing. I remember just being like, my earliest memory is this, you know, and then that's it. I, I find that uh, relieving, actually, to me, that like gives me a sense of peace, personally. Mm-hmm. Just the idea mm-hmm. of like, when it's over, it's just over. There's zero yeah. ties. Yeah. Zero ties. Yeah. You know, like, like I, it, it makes me, it makes me sad for the people that I care about that will be sad uh, when I go, you know? Um, Yeah, that's definitely a thought. But you then realize, like, I've moved on from so many losses that I've had throughout my life. So you got to think about your people and knowing that they'll be able to do that too. Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess I think about my wife mainly just like, you know, oh, dude, that's when it's all, it's a whole new ball game when you get a wife and you get kids. Those yeah. thoughts are all totally different now, dude. I yeah. constantly think I'm like, okay, dude, I'm driving down this, I'm driving down the fucking highway and I'm like, some weird shit can happen, dude, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yep. those, those flash through your mind. It's not like I'm trying to be a negative thinker, but it's just like, <clears throat> That is in the shuffle of thoughts as you're 
the one controlling the vehicle that's holding your life. Yeah. All of and it. Not know? to go down a weird rabbit hole, but I went to a funeral on Saturday and it was one of my good friends I grew up with that struggled with things and stuff like that. But uh, just, you know, seeing his, you know, the memorial, which was actually awesome because it was just a bunch of old high school people getting together and shaking hands and hugging and stuff like that. Um, to reconnecting. Actually, I'm hanging out with people tomorrow that I was there with. And he like his through death life, you know, relationships have been built, you know, yep. which is kind of yep. cool. Um, but yeah, just thinking about then you're thinking about to yourself. You're like, what's mine going to be like? You know, like, are people going to be like you start going down that rabbit hole? Like, fuck, because it's so common. Like I've and, um, and during, you know, especially like Mike, I mean, and all the people, too, that are here, like, you know, so many people and all these bands and stuff. And they, you know, you lose so many fucking people all the time. Like you, you know, you're like, oh, fuck, he died like shit. Like, you know, like it's this constant yeah. where it's just like bombarding you. There was one year I went to seven funerals just like Jesus, man. Like it's just like constant. And then you kind of get that's where I've kind of um, where you're talking about the finality part of just understanding to be nothing and things are done like i've really come to grips with it more like seeing you know a bunch of friends pass away and stuff you know it's yeah. like it, it definitely me, brings it more close yeah to me it makes it easier you know in a yeah. way like yeah. you know like the the idea of like having to grapple with where they are what you know like what what they you know may may have happened to their consciousness or whatever like nothing it's, they're just gone you know and that's sad you know but like it happens to everyone and you know like and they live you know, on your memory to it, us you know yeah. but like you know i i've said it before you know like i've i've said this like as a joke but like only as only like to like break the ice to a more serious conversation like i've said like when I die, just fold me in half and stick me in a trash can. I don't care. I'll be dead. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the fuck do I care? You know, like, you don't have to, like, buy me I a say, casket. I like, yeah, but uh, no caskets, no nothing, but I want to be food for something. Yeah. And I then I changed food my, for something, I actually, I actually changed my view on it. Um, like, you know, I, I, I initially had said, like, you know, I told like my wife, my mom and whatever, like, you know, like if I die, you know, and, and you have to, you know, make, you know, arrangements for, you know, a funeral and this and that, the other, whatever, like do whatever makes you happiest and you most comfortable because I won't be there yeah. and yeah, I yeah. don't care. I'm not going to care. Like whatever makes you feel best in the situation, do that. You can't. That actually like, is. It is somewhat for the people who are mourning. It's for the yeah. living. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. The it is, dude. And like tell like the like the like the giving people condolences. That's what uh when I was watching that um that Rush documentary about um Neil Pert how he died or he lost his wife and his child within Daughter, like fucking yeah. three months or something like it was super like a quickly. year. I think it was a year. Within a year, like year. he he yeah. just. He left on his motorcycle and just was like, I'm out and just was just yeah. driving across the United States or the whole world. He, I mean, you know, he going did to like South America. 50 or 60,000 miles or something. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Getty crazy. Lee was I just like, he did that. I know Getty Lee was just talking about like, like, because people were asking Getty like, hey, like, why, why aren't you trying to get in touch with him? He's all because I think that's me getting in touch with him and finding out how he is is for me. It's not for him, like for what yeah. he's going through. It's for it's for my 
self to feel good about myself it's not good for him at all you know if he wants right. to reach out to me he'll reach out to me when he's ready but like he ran for a reason he wanted to be disconnected yeah yeah exactly and be unknown in random towns across yeah. the world and yeah yeah but oh, dude. sick dude. Oh, there you go uh, there <laughs> is. sorry i had a i had a, an alarm going off to uh, oh, check, no, my, all good. check my uh investments check your investments <laughs> dude yeah yeah um, but yeah, no, yeah, that's that's like what you said. It's for the living. It's it's definitely like, and once he well, actually, when Getty said that in the in that documentary, I was like, fuck! Like every time that I've gone to a funeral and I'm trying to console and 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 say all these things to the people that have lost their loved ones, like that's totally just for me. Like that's not yeah. even like like they have to hear that. Well, no, it's times. not necessarily. It, they have to, but at the same time, there's a level of them that wants that too yeah you know, they are yeah there the, is for sure it's not 100 percent. yeah that I, makes sense they are sur- the survived these he is he or she is survived well, i mean by... for, for for what you're saying so for me it's going and giving them a hug and a kiss and being like giving them love and not saying all this like oh my heart goes you know like saying all that stuff to them that they've heard a million times it's like giving them physical love and that like actual love you know it's not like giving them the, yeah. the 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 empty thoughts and prayers um you know thing to them and just going like well they've yeah. heard 700 times tonight you know it's like yeah. just thoughts give them like I've, thanks for nothing my, my know, weird thing is like trying to get a laugh at a funeral <laughs> yeah yeah i, try, I, I mean it's, i try it's and get the, somebody to giggle it's a natural feeling stupid. it's a natural i mean it's a natural thing to you know to like it's so awkward and and so like weird you know it's like that sometimes for me too i'm the same way I get back in the corner and like just i want to laugh and have fun like i mean like or make people smile like rather yeah. that's like a gift that you can give them rather than being like oh my god he was so blah 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 he was such a kind soul and mm-hmm. all these like blanket normal general terms that people say at funerals it was like you know that's that's where that comes from it's probably just wanting to actually get a different reaction where they can because smiling and laughing is the best thing we can do i mean besides like orgasmic <laughs> well you can smile laugh and orgasm all at the same time dude yeah. we had a sound guy we had a sound guy oh man he <laughs> he cracked me up with this and like ever ever since he said it like i have not been able to get it out of my head i like told my wife and like she she like she'll every once in a while she'll like like throw it throw it back at me just like to get a laugh out of me but like we were in a pizza hut in like uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and he was like, he was like, figured out the meaning to life, dude. And I was like, oh yeah, what, what's that? And he was like, coming. <laughs> is, it's the meaning of life, like, dude. That you're right. That is the meaning of life. I mean, was that, was that Johnny Knobs? No. Oh, sorry. I don't want to call his name out. You don't have to call his name out for the coming. Like, boop. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It was like it was just amazing because it was like, like on a literal and on like yeah. a more like you know, like <laughs> it's, cognitive deep. Level. it's deep and on yeah. the surface at the same time. Yeah. It's like exactly. why you earn like, money, why you do a bunch of things is like it's why you do everything. Yeah, it's to just come. to come. <laughs> yeah. And then also like it's how like it's like it's our purpose. It is a biological to, like keep the species growing or like you know, like keep the species going, moving, you know, it's like 
can coming is the meaning of life believe (laughs) me i have plenty i have plenty of like thoughts written down about the 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 whole thing about the human race is just to expand and and literally coming is at the core reason of it like well it's and that's it's also the you know one of the best feelings besides like you know scratching a good itch (laughs) yeah when you get older those itches i mean just oh telling man you, God, they're close they're close so, they're like uh, having to pee, get the pee really bad you let it pee out here know. comes casey with uh it's trying to bring it back what, to the faceless right what, now what's your favorite kind of guitar to play dude what's, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, i got yeah, a, oh, I, I, probably his uh signature guitar i would assume but uh, oh yeah that thing was sick oh. so uh actually yeah. me and uh me and keen were running around nam in 2019 i want to say and uh yeah. you were like you were looking for the next like you wanted someone to like looking for an endorsement and uh yep. i was pushing you at a comparison remember i was like dude comparison you're like yeah oh. you know like i love their guitars but you know you're like you gotta i don't know then you found this random um small guitar company right what were they called yeah they're like not so small anymore did you see them in uh, at 2020 how huge their booth was no i didn't get to make 2020 i was bummed i just yeah moved. it was yeah. like like it was like three times the size and they had like nice. uh like they had me like 10 feet tall like at the like i on saw the, the picture cool. i saw the picture of yeah. uh of you at it yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. yeah like uh here let me uh just Get over there. Oh, nice. There Ooh, we go. Pretty little yeah. line you got there. Dude, you still have <laughs> got green washburn? Yes, I do. Actually, that was one of the ones that was right there. I actually have more than that, uh, than what's in that rack right there. But um, like that's those are like the ones that I like, you know, use you should like you, know, you should sell me one of those more. washburns for uh, nostalgic reasons. Um, I would if Ken Sorceron hadn't stolen uh, the other Ken two Sorceron sounds like a fucking like a villain name, dude. Ken Sorceron. Uh, yeah, he is a villain. Uh, you're going into a deep he's, thing right there. He stole <laughs> several guitars from me. He can. Uh, oh fuck, he is he a villain. Can, right into that. Yeah, he's like he is a he's like a super villain actually. I literally yeah. had no clue who the dude was just going off his name, but uh, makes sense now yeah yeah we actually so did you meet i mean whatever now it's already been brought up so i was not even touch source ron but um you, you met him over on that tour we did with abigail right it was me you or uh, um, me, you. i knew faceless? him before that okay. um i think it's sick though how did i know him before i knew him before that from um just like playing shows in arizona um okay. That's how Decrepit met yeah. Samus, by the way, was that tour. That was that that tour really? with because uh, Samus was in Abigail. And then, yeah, that was how they got connected. But I love the style of that guitar because it's got like a classic. I was actually looking at it a couple days ago. It's got this like cool kind of classic strat body, but it's like a little bit it's a little bit more modern when it's got that. Um, I mean, comparison, like I was telling you to. Uh, head yes. headstock. Uh, yeah, I was in yeah. that headstock. I was gonna yeah. say that, that or the so. Keith, the Keith, the Keith Marrow headstock. It's got the C right here. Yeah, it's got a yeah. little bit of that too. I love that headstock. Yeah, it's like I love that style. Like that's super. Yeah, sick. That, so that, that clear pick guard and everything. That's awesome. I that's yeah, the, yeah, the clear pick guard is is pretty pretty clutch. It's pretty cool. And then yeah. um, so it's um, it's twelve to 16 compound radius so it flattens out as it goes up 
Oh, nice. Um, it's a mahogany body, so it's like what it's is real flatten, flattens out as it goes up. What does that mean? So like fretboards, they're they're not flat. Like they they they're rounded to a to like is it curved degrees. out or is it curved like divided? It, it curves out like out, like yeah. this. Okay. And like so, there's there's like a a um, a radius to the to the fretboard, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> like so, it starts at twelve down here, and then it go and up here. I think it's at the twelfth fret. It's it's uh, up to it's sixteen. It flattens out to sixteen. Okay. So um, like down here, you know, like it, the the rounder the fretboard is. Um, the more sustain you'll get and like the, the more clarity of, of notes you'll get. Um, and then the flatter, um, the fretboard, like, you know, it's, you, you, you get like, you know, more ease of playability. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's like, that's like what Jackson does on all their guitars. Mm-hmm. They do 12 to 16 compound radius. Um, so I had him do that and then I had him do, um, uh, what, what are their, uh, are they, uh, like what what kind of tuners? Yeah. Okay. They are. Yeah. They're hip shot. They're hip shot, uh, locking tuners, Nice. which is, which is cool. Cause you can just like, you clamp them down real tight. And then once you start turning that just the tip just falls off and you know, you don't have to cut it or anything and and mike you're, you've always been one of those guys too because we've talked over the years about you know i asked you random guitar questions and shit and um i've asked you like i was working i think guitar center like 10 years ago or something and i was like what i have this guitar like what pickups you're like emgs like this is i use emgs like the, you're like same with a uh, matt uh, from decrepit same way it's like emgs because you know how like emgs kind of get like a bum rap from a lot of like super tone nerds like they get like yeah people start yeah. like picking on them like about like yeah. oh emgs like are you getting those yeah. you've always been all about them right yeah yeah no I'm, i i i'm an active pickup guy like i just like active pickups like i i i switched to duncan for a while and mm. I still played their active pickups. I played their blackouts, which are blackouts, basically yeah. just EMGs. their EMG copies. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, and then I went to um, Fluence, and um, I actually love the Fluence pickups. I think, mm-hmm. like, you know, like obviously EMGs are like the innovators, and you cannot go wrong with like 81 85 for metal like it's just yeah. like a crushing Standard. sound for metal you know it's like a sm58 for metal yeah like, yeah. yeah like you so know, active or, pickups versus what what are the other guys saying passive which, passive, which what is that which well passive pickups i mean the idea is like they give you more headroom like um so like active pickups um you don't have as much headroom so like um it, it, yeah it causes like a natural compression basically um which like it the main thing it changes is how it feels but how how a guitar feels changes how we, how you play and it changes like your tone because your tone is in your hands like that's like yeah. the best kept secret that like no like not a lot of you know like people know i mean people you know 
in the know know but like you know a a lot of people don't don't know like tone is like it's easily you know 85 percent in your hands yeah 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 yeah. so you can buy all the equipment that you want but if you don't have the hands for it you're not gonna right ever yeah get what you're looking for and actually speaking of speaking of hands uh joseph we had uh some of the questions if you have those lined up there we had a lot of questions based on like you know people asking you because i've asked you the same fucking question back in the day about the three finger you know using three fingers people are like oh why do you use three fingers and you use obviously four but um, yeah, I think in the higher register, you use mainly three, right? Am I right on that? So, um, you know what? Here, let me grab a pick and I'll nice. so I can better demonstrate. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that one of the questions? Am I wrong? Yeah, but he okay. answered it in the comments. Yeah, it's good. It's good to see. I like, tried not to answer it too thoroughly so that <laughs> I could like answer it in detail on on here i actually like said specifically like i don't want to go into too much detail because like they're asking for questions for the nice. for the yeah, podcast yeah. thanks um, well, thanks for saving all that yeah I, here, let me uh, see if i can like i think Mike's i got a pick for you here you go <laughs> he's <laughs> probably the first one to interact with people before the episode like the people are asking questions he's like well actually I know, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know because I know that's one that I mean, I'm sure Mike's gotten that a million times because I've even asked him that a couple times on Twitter. Yeah, like you know, um, what kind of picks are you using while you're unraveling? Um, I okay, well, you can't really tell because like they say faceless they, on one are they jazz side, and, and then they have my oh, little, little my bigger. signature on the other side. No, right. these are uh, Tortex like standards. Um, okay. And they're like the, I think they're 0.94, whatever the green ones are. The green ones. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, there yeah. it is. <laughs> I like, <Joseph's- laughs> I like them. Same one. I like them firm, but like with a little give, you know, like not like, not like, you know, yeah, yeah. rock solid. So 0.94 is like the it's thickness. It's actually a 0.88 thickness. Yeah. Millimeter. Yeah. Oh, is 0.8. that what it is? 0.88? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. That's kind of like gives you that little slap, but it's still in control. Like, there's some people like I remember Matt there dudes that go up to like a millimeter and shit. Oh, yeah, there's like, like a, a there's way pick. above, there's way above millimeter, yeah, but uh, two, yeah, yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, Matt would play sometimes with the, like the super fucking floppy ones, like, like ridiculously floppy. He would like, like, with like, 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 like I don't know how anyone check me out trying to I know I know know you know Matt Matt actually his rule of thumb with that would always be like he'd always say like I should be able to play with any pick that's what because I remember like we would talk about picks with him and he'd be like well I'll play with whatever I'll play with the yellow tortex I'll play with the purple I'll play with the red one which is like a fucking just a little dingus that just like a floppy little noodle that just like dingus piece yeah. of paper. Dude, yeah. Did any guitar yeah. players play like uh Murdoch and uh oh, yeah, he played the yellow tape on that shit? Um that I mean, tape on it, dude. That was what uh Ivan did that for a while. And then um, no, Ivan had like some shit. Well where no, it, that like, was later to his that's, finger. Oh, that's so later. Still, it, like, we we all we me and Ivan like kind of like like we're making shit up together like it was the grip tape and then it was like thumb picks and then it was like so we could like do other things and then he got one he just straight up glues to his finger (laughs) (laughs) that's the only way it can happen i remember the the thumb picks would just start turning like upwards and you're like well 
I'm gonna have to play like this, or like you're just fucked after a while. So uh, you're like mid song. Can't, I can't correct. With, I cannot fuck with with the jazz picks, man. Like I just the smaller ones. It. Yeah, I can't do it. Me neither. Like I feel like I'm gonna drop it like all the time. It's like, like you're like, is it even there anymore? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, like I'm, I'll be, I'll like whenever I have one, I'm like, like shit. Do I even have it in my hand right now? Like. Like all the time. Are they that small? That much smaller? So yeah, what's the, what's the thing? So why do jazz players have a smaller pick? Explain that yeah, to right, me. Right, I'm, right here. I love being that. Uh, I'm that guy a, on this I, podcast. I want to know all this stuff. Is a jazz? Why? Pick. What do you what do you play with that? Because well, it's like it's it's just less pick. So you're just like you hold it like this, and you're there's not enough to get caught. So I know, but I'm saying, so if it's a it. jazz thing, like, so what, what about their technique makes, I don't it know. Yeah. That, I think pick. that was just someone who coined it first or something yeah, like, okay. to go faster. Some, or I don't know. Some marketing guy. I don't know. Yeah, knows, yeah. man. It, it, what is, what does it have to do with jazz? Um, answer nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah I want to yeah. talk to marketing. the actual yeah. jazz musicians and see what picks they play. It's probably not that one. <laughs> I mean, some of them, I don't know. My dad really likes really likes them. He likes the those weird ones, the super thick purple ones. Have you seen those yeah, ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I definitely. hate those things. I don't know. Like, I don't know how he plays with them. My dad's yeah. also like he's a freak. Like I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but like, like when I like I feel when I don't have the pick that I'm used to, like it, I feel really uncomfortable. You know, like yeah. it's it's Everything, it's important yeah. for me to have like the pick that I mm-hmm. feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like my my dad, like he has like gone to great lengths to like be comfortable with like a ton of different picks. Like that's what Matt he, was saying too. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt, like Matt was all about like trying to whatever pick they give me. Yeah. I'm, use. I'm like, geez, you have to change your style for a lot of them. It's like you have to literally change your right hand. You know, so yeah, like. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just, just kind of, kind of crazy. But um, what are you playing through on your computer? Uh, well, I don't know yet. Actually, I was gonna, gonna <laughs> open it up and decide. <laughs> I mean, what, what? Uh, I mean, are you going through multiple different plugins, or is there one plugin that you're using? Or, well, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. I was gonna, okay. I was gonna open it up and decide. Okay, so you have like um, a million, a million to choose from. Yeah, I mean, I'm endorsed by by Neural DSP, which makes some like killer amp mods, and yeah. then now I'm also endorsed by Waves, which you know I've been playing Waves GTR for like forever. Okay. Um, so like, there's that. And you were one of the first good- people that I actually ever. I mean, obviously, like I'd always nerd out on your rig whenever you come into town, but you're like, I'm just playing through a laptop or something. And I was like, I never heard. I think that's what you said, right? You had like a full like laptop rig, and I was like, "What? How? Like, like you and like uh, who else? Tosin and stuff with like the the fractal." When I first saw the fractal, he was like the one that had the fractal the first time, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And uh, seeing it just go like I n- had no idea that um, like a computer driven rig could play live, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's. I mean if you can sit in your studio and, you know, arm a live track and just sit there and jam, then, you know, you can send that out of the interface and to front of house yeah. and, you know, 
Yep. Should be the same yep. thing, right? You know, so. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I mean, computers have gotten like fast enough now to where, um, you know, you can, you can. The latency is not really there anymore. Huh? Oh, no, I'm saying the latency with computers isn't really, yeah, there, right. isn't really a exactly. thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, why not? Why not do it? You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna open up uh, a DTR because you know. I was just thinking, picks are the same thing as like drumsticks for you guys, huh, Joseph and Casey? You guys got oh, yeah, the thicknesses and yeah, weight. Yeah. I play drums kind of too, um, and like oh, nice. I'm, I'm a pretty good drummer, um, and like I don't feel like it is the same thing. Like, like oh. I'm a I'm a five B guy. But, but like i i feel like you know if you gave me you know other sticks you know like i i can i i could get by fine you know yeah, like yeah. it would suck if you gave me like you know like like seven a's or like you know some like tiny little fucking pencil stick or something but like what do you guys play casey and joseph what's your style on sticks? um I play five B's as well, but even within five B, there's so much variation. The there is there material, is yeah, the wood and and the shape and all that. And so five B is may, mainly like the it's like a circumference. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm playing five B's. I just picked up some Vader sticks and just I don't know. Tried even the three in the same pack were all different. So it was like. Mm-hmm. Whoa, these are heavier than those. And what's your it, what's your deal, Casey? What's this? <laughs> what's your stick deal? Oh, hey, how's it going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, do whatever. Five. Oh, it's great. whatever. Yeah, it's this mean, way. Yeah, so be- we've messed around with you know there, are so so many different styles. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. like, what's your five favorite? A's. Like five well, five A. I mean, I use five A's a lot like for like teaching and stuff you know so what's the a and b and all that shit like explain it to me i'm a dummy i want to know this stuff b is bigger than a i don't know anything more than that i don't know where the terminology comes <laughs> is from c bigger than d yeah. no after 5b it goes to 2b there might oh, be stuff in between i've read up on it like so many times and i can never remember like after <laughs> as soon as yeah. i read it like i've uh, almost immediately forgotten like i just know that like 5b is like a nice like middle ground and that like 7a or like weenie ass sticks and yeah i don't know it's weird watchers or listeners send us a message somehow and (laughs) explain this to me because i want to know yeah yeah i'm like how do they rank it like what's the number and what's the letter for you know yeah, I mean, I will say like I came in with a new set of five Bs uh, to replace what I was playing with uh, for Dreamer rehearsal, and I couldn't play the songs because uh, they were heavier, and I like couldn't go as fast as I needed to go. And so, then uh, it's been two weeks, and now I love them again. Like the same sticks that I'm that I couldn't play on, I'm now playing on again. I just got used to them. Yeah, so, so that that's you just learned to actually, play to the stick. Yeah, playing with a heavier stick and then getting in the pocket with the heavier stick. I wonder what you could do with the, like a lighter stick after that. It's 
the weight you can like you know make the weight work for you sometimes and let it you know so it's not just that lighter means you can go faster uh mm-hmm. it's actually kind of you know your muscle memory and and how you're and you can't to... hit as hard with a lighter stick probably too that's kind of a general rule yeah is that yeah you know you, there's less weight striking the the head so you lose some of that uh power well this is interesting stuff to me dude because all i gotta do is fucking rah. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we have a lot to have to sort through, dude. Sticks, <laughs> symbols, drum heads. Getting your getting your fucking pedals refurbished. Yeah. So while Michael is finishing his demoing, yeah, uh, dude. Uh, Axis. Work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, shout out <laughs> to Axis. <laughs> shout out to Axis pedals, dude. They yeah, they refurbished yours. Yeah, yeah. So they're the nicest dudes, and uh, their new model they demoed. For me and it's super sick and uh i'm probably gonna stick with them for a while now nice so, dude yeah. axis has been a name that's been around for a fucking long time dude yeah they got a lot of competition all right but... so so i i have a uh, peripheral neuropathy mm. and uh my left hand has like <clears throat> like the motor skills were like impaired in it for like about a month and i'm just True. getting over it about like four months ago my left leg went completely paralyzed like completely wow. paralyzed like Damn. didn't move it at all scared the shit out of me um and it took about a week like i was literally like having to lift my leg off the bed every morning and then like get the cane and like you know get myself up and then like one morning like like after like six or seven days i like i like just kind of like pushed my leg off and i was like oh Hey, I pushed my leg off I can actually, and I like yeah. stood up and I realized like, oh shit, I can lift my leg like an inch now. And then over the course of three days, it just like came back, but it was like completely paralyzed. It's, it's really bizarre. I don't know. Oh, like I have back problems and like, uh, like numerous, uh, like people have, have said that they suspect it's like a back thing, but I don't know. But anyway, okay, so so obviously, like, you know, if if like you're doing like a, a sweep thing, okay, like like you can't do that with with without your pinky. It's like yeah. just not gonna be possible, you know. But there's like certain type of licks that I will choose to use three fingers where some people really there's one kind of lick where I choose to use three fingers where some people would use four because like, you know, there's like any kind of chords and stuff, you know, like I, my pinky has to be in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise, you know, I just wouldn't work without your pinky. Like, uh, but, but like when it comes to like linear stuff, like, like that kind of stuff all that kind of stuff i'm kind of playing like shit right now that's why i was giving you peripheral neuropathy uh heads up is because like my motor skills are not back to full function yet i'm i'm i'd say i'd say i'm at like I got about like 80%, but like 20% of your motor skills 
down is like that's that's a big difference you know it's like yeah it's it's pretty significant no, dude, yeah but and, and anyway but you get no, you get the a, idea of the, i totally the, get the idea and the type of like i'm talking about like linear linear yeah. stuff you know where where um you know somebody like somebody might go yeah that's what i would do yeah yeah like i'll i'll often go you know like that's that that's the only kind of like where like i don't incorporate my fourth finger you know like joel was talking about those spreads earlier like those holds holdsworth spreads like you can't do that with three fingers at all yeah yeah no totally (laughs) it's impossible yeah yeah totally like i mean like you know like this this is a chord that like everybody i've played with in the faceless like has always had a heart it's, it's in a few faceless songs and like everybody always complains about this chord like they all had had a hard time with it it starts to cut out a little bit yeah zoom's a fucking piece of shit it's, when it comes you know. to that stuff dude yeah, so like it, you know, it's 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 a stretch. Yeah, you know, it's definitely a stretch. But I but, I'm like I don't know. I'm double jointed. I also have like kind of alien fingers a little bit. Um, so like you know, I can I can I can stretch pretty far. You know, that's like one of the one of the things. One of the weird as far things as I, I can do. stretch, dude. West side. <laughs> 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 Let me show you guys something else real quick. For sure. Well, I got you here. We we got to ask you one more uh, fan question as well. Yeah, queued up. We still got some time. We still got some time. Yeah, Michael Keen of the Faceless, dude. Been listening. Yeah, dude. I wish there was a way to like so long, man. The the there's like a noise cancellation that comes in, and sometimes it comes through like perfectly. Look at that thing, dude. That that thing's sexy. Ready for yeah, so this is this is the other color that my signature comes in. It's uh, it's it has Look, the body looks smaller to me. Is it's the same smaller? size. It's the oh, same it size. Is. It's okay. probably the color. Yeah. The color just tripped me out. Yeah. Yeah, and then the back looks really cool too. Sick. Yeah, it's cool. It's really yeah. and, and they feel great, man. They feel super good. Are you plugged in? No, I'm not. Okay, I can know. It probably is. I can't even tell because the the fucking the the, the sound canceling Zoom on Zoom. Sucks, I know, that. like randomly, like I'll hear everything perfectly, and then it just goes to like, like it goes to like acoustic sound. When he played, I was like trying to be as quiet as possible to make sure like <laughs> it still only cuts through for a second. Oh yeah, can you hear that? yeah nice steak oh yeah yeah i i'm like my it's weird like my uh so first it was the whole hand and then now it's like the pinky and my thumb are like the worst like i like the motor skills in them are kind of just not there and Mm -hmm. like it's getting it's it's like gotten considerably better so like i i have like pretty 
like I have like full faith it's gonna come back. I'm not like worried that like my guitar career is over. Gilbert's in the similar boat, dude. He's this fucking shredding guitar player that's having problems with his hands, dude. Mike Gilbert from Cyber Savior. Yeah, sorry, just Uh, because. Did I just say Gilbert? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm trying to add reference to it. There was a question about your right hand technique also and your tremolo picking and how you developed that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's um, that's actually a question I get a lot because I, I I think probably just because like like faceless songs probably have like more like like right hand drilling, you know, like um, like uh, than most death metal bands do, you know, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Oh yeah, the guitar cuts out on the uh, low, low tune stuff. Oh, does it? So, yeah, it's only low we, tune stuff. Okay. We could have we could have fixed it in advance if we had known. Uh, we could have had original sound on, but unfortunately, we can't really make that out. It might be the opposite up, actually, but try it. Uh, <laughs> hear that? I think you got to keep it like on the G string and below. <laughs> And higher. <laughs> like, you hear that? No, no, it starts to cut out. Like in the very beginning of it, <laughs> it sounds super clean in the beginning, and then. All right. Well, then I'll just I'll just talk about it. Cool. Um, I mean, like it's probably going to be an annoying answer because it's like the one that like you're going to expect, but like really like, you know, just like coming up with some sort of like, um, like melody or riff or something, something that you, you know, that like you enjoy playing or whatever. And then just starting slow, you know, like start with, um, Start with uh, like like you know um, what is it? I know what song he's playing. That's crazy. I just mutes it. It completely mutes it. You know, like I think we're gonna find a new platform to do this soon. Yeah, yeah. Cutting in and out still. It's still, yeah. It doesn't like the. It's weird because we've had other people ju- like start jamming and it just it completely like the sound. Uh, you can just... fix it. You just have to go into your Zoom settings and I know. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, could you, you could you even it? tell what I was just playing? No, it, no. It's not, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, I was playing under a certain it. sun. Uh, from okay, Slaughter okay. and Soul. Because okay. it's like you know, it's like. That's the one that I thought it was. You know, it's like yeah, you know, okay, okay, okay. It's a it's a slower, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. picking thing, and like you know, it's a riff, so you won't get tired of playing it. But just turn on a metronome, you know, and just like drill on something like that, and uh, you know, when when you can get that, you know, real nice and smooth, just like start turning the metronome up, turn the metronome up, you know, until. So you can you can really fly but um you know there's more i can say to it uh, in regards to it than that um like um for one thing uh you know being an engineer like recording my own playing has you know been 
beneficial to me over the years because I've been able to see, you know, like, like things that like, you know, I guess habits that develop or like, you know, or whatever, like, and, and, and also like other guitar players I record, I see, I see like, you know, what habits they have when they play and stuff. And one of the like pretty universal ones is people's upstrokes are not even with their downstrokes. Um, so like, you know, like that's, you know, that's why, you know, a lot of people strive to like, you know, try and play like downstrokes all the time is because, you know, your downstrokes are more even than your upstrokes. But instead of doing that, I focused my energy on trying to um, make my upstrokes and my downstrokes as, as even as I possibly could with one another, both in both like in dynamics and in time, um, like looking at it on the grid and stuff. And by doing that, like, you know, I can play, I can play stuff that, you know, like, you know, like old Metallica riffs and stuff, you know, that like are all down picked and like, you probably wouldn't be able to tell that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm also you've worked, you've worked really hard on your upstrokes. You've really like dialed in the upstrokes to be like, yeah, yeah. as aggressive as your downstrokes. Yeah. And like, I found that, that, you know, looking at, you know, a million guitar players recordings and, you know, and then like having to edit them and stuff, like I've found that like most guitar players upstrokes are rushed. So it's like, you know, learning to lay back on the upstrokes is what will get them even, you know? Um, And then also like um, there's like a couple other things that I learned, you know, over the years, like, I think, I think playing drums actually helped quite a bit um, with my speed picking one, one thing in particular, like, um, like I, I sort of like will create like a pivot point. I don't know if you can see this very well, but like my, my uh, ring finger right here, like I'll put it like, you know, down here, like anchor it down the, the first street string. Right. And like that, get, that allows me to do like open speed picking and, and it allows me to also, you know, put my palm down and palm mute as well and kind of have like an anchor point. Yeah. Um, but like, um, I, a, a trick that, that I, I kind of developed is like, um, displacing energy, uh, when I'm speed picking so that I can like do faster tempos. And like, you know, not wear myself out. And like, I learned it, I learned how to do it. Like it's based on the push pull technique on drums. Like, so, you know, like drummers, you know, that use the push pull to, you know, for blasting, basically they're like, I mean, um, Casey, you can probably like explain this, you know, like maybe better than I can, but like essentially like, you're you're using like you like arm wrist 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 arm wrist 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 and kind of like you're displacing the energy you know back and forth so you don't wear yourself out you know um i mean that's that's what i took away from it um and like so i applied that to guitar 
where you know like basically it's just kind of this it, it kind of becomes this motion over time it takes time to get it but like it becomes this motion over time where like you'll see my arm and it'll be like a more dramatic motion on a downbeat and then it'll be like smaller motions on the so it's like it's just like these you know one note breaks you know in mm. you know in your in like drilling your wrist that like you know the back and forth kind of you know it just it, it allows you to you know like uh conserve your energy so like that, remember, that's we, we, we had Nile uh, with uh, Dallas from Nylon. He, he doesn't do this anymore, but I was he does kind of the same. He did the same thing for a while where he he put yeah. his fucking palm uh, this, like on this, there. This shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He like put his palm down to like. That. No, he, do, he he said he quit doing it 10 years ago. And I was like, shit, I thought that was still a thing he did. But no, that's yeah. uh, that's because he basically was he thought it was making him tighter and stuff with like anchoring his uh. palm. But like he found out uh. like. It were helping him go fast and like conserve energy, but wasn't he like going inner almost like it, the way he showed it was like it was outward, inward, outward, inward instead of down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, like, I didn't even know how to like mimic his hand to like make it. It was like it was like literally like his hand was like his right <laughs> yeah, hand, yeah, was, like, yeah, up, yeah. His hand was like upside down. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Like the only other the only other people that I've seen that like it looks sort of similar um is marty friedman oh yeah, which, yeah, yeah. like yeah like he, he picks weird but like i mean like you know he's fucking marty friedman he can pick however the fuck he wants it sounds amazing yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah and also tosin tosin like his his right hand technique is like it's like when i watch it i'm like what is what is he doing like what's going on there like it <laughs> yeah. almost it almost looks like he's doing the same like Marty Friedman, like, you know, Dallas kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, like his hands inverted almost. I don't know. Like, I'm, maybe, it, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe, a, maybe it's like an optical illusion or something. And we've but. even brought up the, uh, we brought it up before, but like even uh, Origin and uh, Severed Savior, they do the Jedi grind where they put their hand like upwards like this and they oh, turn like their hands. Like, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. One? yeah. Yeah, to kind of give them like, a, yeah. like give their wrists have their wrists do all the work and like kind of just do a twitch or yeah. something to kind of catch it. Yeah. But they like they only do it for super fast things. They only do it for like super like insane yeah. terminal picking. But yeah. I don't you know all these so weird Gilbert, techniques, man. Gilbert doesn't do that. The, Mike Gilbert, Michael <laughs> Gilbert doesn't do that all the time. He only does it for super fast parts. He does it for super fast, like the like yeah, super fast speed picking parts. He'll like he'll just all of a sudden he'll turn yeah, over dude. the Jedi grind to kind of like yeah. conserve and then he'll go back to his normal like picking. <laughs> Jedi grind was yeah. before I was even friends with them, dude. They already were saying Jedi grind when and I then even yeah, that's what uh Paul from Origin like I don't I think he might have picked it up from Gilbert. I don't even remember, but yeah, that's what's yeah, up. Yeah, only thing Paul, with that is Paul motherfucking he needs Gilbert. to get his ass on here. Paul dude. Gilbert. No, I, I almost said it. We, we replaced we we uh we replaced Paul Gilbert on a festival in in Finland once, uh, like at the Tuska festival. Like I guess he backed Shit. out last minute, and like we got contacted to like take his spot on the festival, and it was like the sickest festival ever. Like they flew us like first class. It was like amazing. <laughs> like. It was oh, just yeah. so sick, but uh, um, yeah. but yeah, like um, the, so I, I digress, obviously. Um, 
the only thing about about that whole like you know just like the crazy you know thing that you know like that paul does and you know like whoever else like um i feel like you don't really have a lot of control on over that it's just kind yeah. of like it's for as speed. fast as you can possibly go you know it's yeah. like if you if you like put it on a grid it oh, wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. necessarily be like 30 second notes you know it might be like like 30 notes and then 33 yeah, yeah. notes and then 29 and then 32 and 31 you know it's like it would just kind of be bouncing around a little yeah, bit yeah, you yeah, know yeah. No, like totally. and and also like you can't palm mute if you're you know if you're doing that you know yeah 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 and, no and that, like, i mean it's, I it's only it's the, the application of it is purely for like only super fast tremolo it's not going to be like yeah. it's probably like nine percent of the song you know like he'll, right, they'll just right. they'll That's turn so over their little origin, their circus though, trick yeah. they'll turn they'll turn their circus trick over and be like hey motherfuckers i can do this you know like yeah. it's kind of like uh and people are like what the fuck are you doing like but uh yeah. no they've they've yeah. i think i mean mike gilbert i don't know if you've really dived into mike gilbert from severed savior but that motherfucker is yeah pretty much one of the like most like dialed in guitar players like i've ever like, that's my dog i literally like would sit there and watch him and be like like watch him practice like with the band and stuff and be like dude you're nailing it like perfect it's not i'm waiting for one fuck up and he's and he's one of those guys that after he's done he's like oh i fucked that whole thing up well and you're like dude that was a that cool was moment the- when you came to south city and watched us practice oh like, yeah yeah check me out with severed savior right now bro <laughs> i'm like cool dude uh, i'm gonna check out my gilbert <laughs> It's like I'm gonna be no, you, you <laughs> yeah. me at all. <laughs> dudes like that, dudes like that are like just like demoralizing. Like the, oh, like yeah. Joe Haley. Oh my god. Dude. Oh god. Like, watching Joe Haley play guitar is just like it's like ridiculous. Like how? How and why? Like, were you like <laughs> this is just like not fair, dude? Like, not, yeah, yeah. This is not right. Like, <laughs> my god. I- like when we, like when we had Dave on too, he was saying that uh, Joe's like a really, really good drummer too. So he's like, oh he's really? All, is, yeah, he's all, which is fucking <laughs> bullshit. He's like, actually he's drumming <laughs> currently right now. In a yeah, band. He, he's drumming in bands and and uh and I think in te- not Tasmania. I, I found videos Tasmania. of of Joe drumming in his. Really? Shut up, dude! We gotta see that, dude. I'll show you on see, the post pod. Even in even in, uh, nice, let's do even it. Even in alternate I don't always. I don't always uh leave my pick my my pinky out yeah i know you can't hear me but like yeah, i've always no, yeah. i've always noticed more like on the 12th fret and up with you that you are mainly your three fingers yeah because it's yeah because up there like it's all you know, it's all squished together every, yeah. everything's all small yeah so it's like it's easier to just use three you know like might as yeah, well yeah. Like, so just watching you switch though between like your 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 uh like stretching between like you know I just think that's so funny you... to even like worry about that because the notes well, I mean, will come out to you. I mean, as ears. Mike knows and stuff, and like a lot of the these bands that are people that come out to see Mike and come out to see like a crazy death metal band, like you're getting a demo after. Like they're all in bands. They're all wa- like they're all learning and know, they're all they're all sitting there not staring. Involving like your what? pinky is like a make or break for some people. It's like, not a make or break. They're just oh, okay. they're just they're just amazed just, that he doesn't use his pinky. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, why don't you know why? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like it's not yeah. like a right. it's not like a, I, it's, I, not like a I, it's not a secret pinky club where they're just like dude, yeah. fucking pinkies. Pinky promise, dude. Pinky promise, dude. Pinky promise, like a, dude. Yeah, pinky promise like to use your pinky, anything. dude. Right it's now. It's just like it's just like they want to know why, you know. And it's and it's just like I said, it's just that one type yeah. of flick that I that I, you know, I choose to void the pinky. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't know if you can see this like oh, clearly, yeah. but like Oh, yeah. Yeah, you see how my left pinky is like fucked up. Yeah, so oh, I got shit. juvenile arthritis when I was a teenager because I played guitar like too much. Dude, and, that's uh, the same hand you're saying you have your issues with. I wonder if it like there's a underlining thing that you don't know about, dude. The left side of your body. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, like my, I mean, my left leg, like. I've I've like joked for years that like it's like cursed because like I've broken seven bones in my left leg uh, or my Jesus. left you know appendage. Just being uh, a crazy like, fuck at the younger age doing stupid it, shit. Yeah, pretty much. And then yeah. like I also got like a staph infection in this leg and like, um, like yeah, it's just like it's and then yeah, and then like. I this leg went completely paralyzed. Like, yeah, I just had a lot of stuff going on in this leg, but I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, it's fine, fine now, but um, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know if there's anything underlying in this hand necessarily. I think, I think it's just like the kind of just kind of like neuropathy in general, which like luckily neuropathy is very treatable. I just need to like get on treating it now that I know that yeah. I have it. You know um so like you know because i wouldn't want it to get any worse obviously you know so like can i can i uh ask the fan question that i've been queued up ready to ask sitting on yeah uh it's just about how you go about writing songs and specifically uh yeah what's the process of writing a song how do you start to write and how do you end up structuring all that stuff okay um so some, I mean, it's sometimes it's different from song, song to song, but like I do have a general formula um, as to how I write songs for the most part. Generally, what I do is what I like am practically doing right now. Like, you know, I just plug my guitar into an API mic free and then that went into uh my my uh digital audio desk which is also a 32 channel interface and i'll just like pull up a you know a um an amp sim you know and like i'll like and then i'll just kind of just start like noodling and i'll just i'll you know maybe or or maybe like you know while i'm noodling i'll i'll just come up with like something that's kind of cool because something will catch my attention you know and then I'll, I'll just focus on that, you know, for a little bit and maybe just like build on it, you know, until I have like kind of a cool riff or like, or even just a piece of a riff. And I just immediately record it. Like that's kind of the key to like, it's sort of like a stream of consciousness type of thing. And the key is like immediately recording it. So like I immediately record it and then, you know, I listen back to it and like you know after listening back to it maybe like 
maybe, you know, I hear something where I go like, oh, you know what? Like, it'd be cool if, if like, you know, it had like a, this, this riff had a key change in it and like it went here and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll play that. And then sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll re-record it or sometimes I'll like just start at the, the where at the key change and I'll just like cut it together and I'll listen to it and go, yeah, that's cool like that. And then, and then the two pieces that I cut together, then I'll, I'll go and I'll like learn how to play it as one piece and I'll re-record it as one piece because I don't want it to sound like some bands. I won't say any names <laughs> that, uh, you know, like play their guitar parts one note at a time. And it sounds like a synthesizer. Um, <laughs> so like, um, yeah, so like I'll do that. And and then like, you know, I I grew up on like more, you know, like a lot of traditionally formatted music you know like the you know verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus done you know type mm -hmm. type music mm -hmm. and like faceless is a far cry from that but like it's i would say it's more structured than a lot of death metal which is just like a lot of death metal is just like riff soup you know like there's like almost yeah, no call it, beating we call parts. It riff stacking and I yeah, just I've been part of groups that are just riff stackers. Riff yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like there's nothing but, I mean, that's just like nothing. the way you do it in the beginning, but then where you go from being in the beginning. You gonna stay in the beginning or are you gonna actually like sculpt this shit, you know, and actually yeah, like, structure it properly. Right. Yeah, like, you know, I, I like to have you know, repeating parts in, in all of my songs that, um, you know, like when I, when I come up with a part that's like, you know, a really kind of like a, yeah, uh, a, I, I, you know, I can kind of just feel when a, a part is like, like that's, that's a pivotal part, you know, that's a, that's a, a memorable part. And like, I know, I'll know that like, that's a part that is going to need to come back in the song, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere else. And, you know, like maybe that ends up being a chorus, you know, or, or maybe it ends up just being kind of like, I mean, we even have like kind of like verses too, you know, like, but then we have like stuff that's just, you know, like, like it's kind of like we have like, we have verses and we have courses and courses. And then we have like, like, you know, for every verse and chorus we have, we have like seven bridges, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah, all over the place. Well, yeah. Opeth, so Opeth is very, uh, they're guilty of having several interludes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think, I think, you know, like Opeth definitely like, if not like if, if they weren't like a, flat out influence they at the very least like emboldened me to like you know like write an 18 minute song you know that has clean singing in it and has i actually like, have to give you mike i have to give you credit real quick because uh i was on the borderline of getting into opeth and we were in i still remember this we were in las vegas 
um played some show with suffocation i want to say and uh at at the very end of the show uh opeth came on and i was like what the fuck is your old dude you're like looked at me like i was a fucking alien you're like this fucking (laughs) like they're playing like fucking something off uh uh, ghost reveries i think and uh maybe even ghost of perdition they were just playing it and i was like jesus christ this shit's like because i always like kind of push them for whatever reason i always kind of just push them to the you know was not like they were not my hindsight. I was not, they were not my whatever. I was not looking directly at them. I would be like, yeah, well, I'd look at the logo and be like, well, I don't like Cradle of Filth. So I don't really want, you know, I would like, I'll totally lump them into a fucking genre Isn't they it, weren't even that's in. That's so funny that you, you said know? that, dude, because I'm thinking about it right now. My, uh, they, Cradle of Filth was already a band that I was into. And I don't know any of their songs still. And know. they put out, but they put out an album on uh, Coke Records or whatever. And Opeth yeah. also put an album Gosh. out. Yeah, Koch, Koch. Sorry. and uh, Koch Records and Opeth also put out. And I literally did the same thing where you 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 flip through CDs, you see the the record label or, and you're like, oh, Cradle of Filth put an album out on that record label. I'm going to check this shit out. It looks kind of evil. I forget what fucking album it was. Was it Blackwater Park? No. Yeah, Blackwater Park was on Koch. There you go. That was the album. And I bought it in fucking Lake Tahoe during the snow. And the album, if you look at that album cover, it's like the perfect snow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, so I mean, the album now, now the album cover kind of like I understand it more to the music. But when I first saw it, I was like, well, you know, I was like in the that ultra was like some goth tech. fucking yeah, yeah, it was like some goth stuff that was gonna be like I don't know, like you know, wearing like being crying, uh, yeah, you know, just like yeah. grown men like I'm like man, <laughs> that's what I saw from it when I first saw it. But then like I first I had a, a a girlfriend a long time ago who was all about him, and I was like ah, I'm not into it. And then I was slowly getting into it, and then um, I still I remember like having this. You sat down and like you're all dude, I fucking Opus like one of my favorite bands. Like they showed me like well, you know they like songwriting wise like they're one of the best bands blah blah and i was like huh okay well you're all this you're, you gave me the albums you're like i think you said blackwater park ghost reveries and stuff like that still or, life still i mean still life was really good too and i actually recently got yeah. into still life and I, I feel stupid yeah. for this but i had yeah. uh you know um it was uh watershed and um things like, like around that era and then deliver the deliverance or damnation i forget which one's the heavy one but um, both of them were good both of them one of them great. one of them was a, like a clean acoustic i love that right? album the, yeah but like that. i was not into that at the time actually you yeah, know what got me into really do it was was that was that uh that uh acoustic song on or uh on uh blackwater park um that's like harvest. one of their harvest like that was the first song that caught me and it's weird i was like an acoustic song caught that's me why you need to go then, to like, the the what not damnation is no, either, i can't remember either is it is it deliverance or damnation deliverance i, I, I think, think is we're hitting three hours guys yeah that was a quick that was a hard stop on the opeth talk <laughs> <laughs> I, I i know <laughs> i know which well, opeth albums are there are so thanks though. yeah well, um, so i've got uh i've got a signature guitar coming out um i'm just like doing a plug real quick here that's all good um, go for it we're gonna we're gonna um do a like a version two with fluences in it um okay. uh but yeah we've got it with emgs in those two colors that uh that you saw um 
and um, we've got some music that is soon to be released, but not a not a f- full length new album. There's a there's a, a single being released soon, and then there's also also the uh, remix remaster of Planetary Duality is dropping nice, soon, and dude. it sounds yeah. like sounds so much better oh my god like so much better like yeah yeah like um it it finally has the mix it deserves and like you know like like i it it's always kind of been like a like uh i don't know like i don't want to like say this the wrong way but like like i'm best known for my productions from like 10 plus years ago, you know, like, and I, I have like newer productions that like are just so much better there. And, you know, some, some of them had commercial success, you know, they've done well and they're like, just, they're just a little outside of like the realm of, you know, like the, the style of music that, you know, like our fans would be into. I've done like, some like industrial records that have done really well and like some, some other stuff like, you know, and, um, and like, uh, you know, just like 12 years of practice and like, you know, like buying, you know, cool, expensive microphones and gear and stuff and, you know, all that stuff like, um, like, and the fact that I had to mix planetary duality in one day, um <laughs> i had to mix that's it one the, day yeah i remember actually meeting up with you at chain reaction and you were like dude we had to like get like a timeline to get it out and i had to just like sh- like go for it and just like get it yeah. out as soon as i could that's crazy dude I didn't yeah know that. yeah and like there's a thing um like any engineer will tell you about it's called listener fatigue and yep, yep. like if, you, if you're listening to a sound source for more than like you know, an hour and a half, two hours, your ears start fatiguing. Mm-hmm. And like, you're like, you're probably doing more damage than you are good to your mix. Yeah. Um, and like, I had no choice, but to just like, make the best of like, what I had, you know, in the time I had, and I stayed up for 28 hours straight, like trying to take breaks, but like, you know, I definitely had listener fatigue, you know, like later I listened back and I was like, Oh my God, like I'm hearing, I'm hearing like the, the symbols through the snare mic, like, you know, cause like there's, there's no samples on the drums. Like a lot of people can't, can't believe that, but like, yeah, there's no samples on the drums. It's like all mics. And, uh, like <clears throat> I, you know, now that I finally got to remix it and like, you know, and like, dude, just, just the technology now, like the, the plugins and all the stuff there is now like it's amazing you know and i'm lucky yeah. enough to be endorsed by a lot of you know great plugin companies and stuff and like and uh <clears throat> like it's it's allowed me to to like really like give that record like a whole new life and um like anyone anyone that's a fan of that record like when when the uh when the remix remaster drops you're you're definitely gonna want to you don't want to pick it up it's it's did you did you remix and remaster it or yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Nice. And so like, everything that you, because you um, probably, you've heard the album a couple times, so you probably know exactly what you wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, just, right? just a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's exciting. Yeah. No, that's, that's super yeah. cool. I mean, that, that's a, a killer record as it stands for me, you know? So for you as the person who recorded it then and performed on it, now yeah. being able to do what you want to do with it after that, that much time. That album taught me how to play deck, tech death guitar. I learned every song on that album on guitar. And that was my nice. entire fresh, up, freshman dude. year of high school or college was just learning that shit on like a Squire 21 fret <laughs> red <laughs> guitar. <laughs> but I love that album to death, dude. So I'll definitely be picking that up. Awesome. Thank you. Well, that's good. That's awesome. Dude. Well, yeah. this has been fun. I'm glad oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Well, thanks for fucking this. doing it, man. I appreciate yeah. uh, you getting back so quick and being so into doing it. I'm, I'm fucking, I mean, I love you to death. We've been friends forever. I love you too, man. Yeah. yeah you're, been, you're my boy yeah. forever. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And hopefully you can. Uh, my boys. Oh, yeah. yeah, Michael. Oh, yeah. Sick, dude. Fuck yeah. Well, we'll know. hang out a little bit for a couple minutes on the post pod, but let's wrap it up now. Uh, cool. Thanks, everybody. Fucking hit up uh, the faceless for merch and signature guitars and all that shit. And uh, hit up Cali Death next week. We're going to have another episode for you. Uh, CaliDeath.com, Instagram, Facebook. Hit all the fucking buttons, dude. Like we were talking about earlier. Love you guys. We will have an awesome episode for you next week as well. Fucking have a good week. Fuck yeah. Hey, guys. Cheat.